like experience the street life for a moment then like you go to a foster home you know you're bound to like go down the wrong path and it's kind of what happened with me so now it's like me and my girlfriends are at 13 doing meth and it's a every weekend thing you know and every weekend turns into every other day thing so right when they're taking him to jail the guy that was kidnapped escaped from the place wherever they had him so then they hit me with you know we got you on camera and i'm thinking in my head like they probably do that on camera they're like okay um they're taking your kids already you have five minutes to say bye to them that's probably like the hardest thing Every time I think about it, I'm just like, I really do not know how I did it. And I went to my first hearing, they're like hitting me with like 25 to life. Charging me for a kidnap, robbery with a gun. My bill was a million dollars. Which if you really think about it, you did eight and a half years in there. You, you, it takes a little time to transition. Sometimes we may not like to admit it, but you know, it might serve you as a good thing just to figure it out a little bit. Take us to the day when you got locked up. Welcome back to the Rancher Network Podcast. It's your boy, Yak. It's your boy, T. And we're back at it again with another one, man. Thank you guys so much for the support, the likes, subscribes, the shares, man. Um, the love isn't just going to us, but it's going to those that we've had on the podcast, man. You guys are, you guys giving those likes, those comments. You're supporting them as people and supporting their stories. So thank y'all so much. But as y'all can see, man, we got another rare one, a first timer for us, especially. But I want to give a really big shout out to our new guest, Evelyn. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, our thank first... you guys for having me here. No, thank oh, you. Man, You're our real. first female. Yeah. How do you feel? You're our first female um, on the show. I hope I'm the first of many to come. That part. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. Even the girls in the back just giving it. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Um, so obviously, you know, today's episode is really going to be so many different perspectives, um, but probably a lot of similarities too. We don't know. And I think that's really the goal to, to find out about today. Um, so, you know, talk to us a little bit about, you know, when you, where you grew up and when you kind of started getting into some trouble, if you even did, um, what was that like? So I am originally, I was born and raised in Boyle Heights, um, East LA. So, you know, we have definitely a lot of violence in our streets. Mm -hmm. Um, I grew up in a very loving home, I would say. Um, My mom, the total housewife, Uh you know, she did everything you could think of. Um, She was a stay at home mom. Mm -hmm. She, you know, she raised us with very good values and morals. My dad, on the other hand, you know, he was, you know, he did his thing, you know, drugs, alcohol, but you know, my mom kept it hidden from us. Like I did not know um, really how my dad's lifestyle. Wow. Um, it wasn't until they got a divorce when I was nine years old. Um, they had a custody battle for us. We ended up going to live with my dad. And for me, that's really where like everything started. You know, um, my dad was like super lenient. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about if I didn't want to go to school, you could stay, wow. you know, and yeah. I have all my friends come over. That's like, crazy. You know, he was that type of dad, yeah. like the cool dad. Um, 
I am the only girl. I have three brothers. Mm-hmm. So that's tough. <laughs> that's tough too. You know, tough. You know yeah. people would people would say that. Um, oh, you know, like you were sheltered. You know, like your brothers didn't let you do this. And mm-hmm. I'm like, no. On the contrary, you know, it's like yeah. my brothers never told me, no, you can't do that. If I wanted to play with cars, you could play with cars. If I wanted to ride bikes with them, they let me ride bikes with them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I kind of grew up. I feel like they treated me as another boy. Like yeah. not, you know, like you're a girl. No. Right. You know, so um on on that perspective, like I thank them, you know. Mm-hmm. But then on the other hand, you know, they ditched, I ditched. Yeah. Like they Damn, drank, I, I drank. That, yeah. You know, yeah. so um, yeah, that was kind of like uh, you know, it wasn't a good thing. But yeah, when I was um nine years old, I went to go live with my dad and um I started partying. I was I was nine, ten years old, and I was like already out in the street. You were out in the parties, no? Yeah, and yeah, my dad would let me. Like, just quick question. I'm curious on this. Um, I know you were you were young, but at least you're. I feel like you're young enough to maybe at least understand. How was your mom able to keep all that hidden away from you? Like your dad's, like you know, him smoking, or I don't even know if he was smoking, but his drug problem or his drinking problem. How was she able to keep that hidden from you? Were you guys living together? Was everybody in one house or? No, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think she had like this thing, like do whatever you want, just don't bring it in the house. You know, like my uh. dad would like have his thing in the car. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, he wouldn't like really bring it around us other than, you know, like he would drink, he would come home from work and like drink a beer too, you know? Yeah. Like that was a norm for me. Mm-hmm. But the other stuff, like it, I did not find out until like I lived with him and actually like, experience his lifestyle um so yeah you know at a very young age i was introduced to alcohol you know party life like even the transition at least because you said you got a custody your dad got full custody he sure did i'm surprised on how that worked that's exactly what i'm surprised how how did didn't you choose mom or how didn't whatever even if did you even have that opportunity to choose moms over pops you know like i know that has to be a tough one right so honestly my mom was the strict one, you know? Mm-hmm. So when ah, they separated yeah. and, you know, dad was like, like, you know, yeah, come live with me. And, you know, he would like buy us stuff, take us here, take us there, you know? So like if he's making us choose between, you know, like stay at home with my mom, right, right. I have rules and, you know, she's strict. You got to do homework. As to with my dad where he's like, hey, you know, like I'm going to give you guys this. I'm going to give you guys that. So. We're like, all right, let's choose that. And then at that time, you know, like my mom kind of started dating and we were like. Yeah, you're, like, yeah, no, I, I know how that feels. No, I can like, see that. Yeah. We're like, no. And also my dad got a paid lawyer. And honestly, Whoa. I would say that, that like, definitely like, you know. Changed the way that it, things were going. It really did. You know, um, yeah, the paid lawyer was a good lawyer. You know, because that's what, like, my mom would say. How is it that, like, he has, like, a criminal history, you know, like, of drugs, alcohol, like, and I don't have anything, but yet you still choosing to, like, give my kids to him. But, you know, I feel like because we were already a little older Mm -hmm. and we had a saying and we were like, no, we want to go with with my dad. So they were like, fine. And your older brothers, I'm sure, were playing a big part of that, too, where it's like, they were older. Well, who's the oldest at that time, maybe, like? Um, so if I was nine, he's six years older than me. 
Okay, oh, so, so that'd be 15, big, fif- or doing whatever. Oh. 15, 15 about, and at that age, you're able to speak on a lot of stuff, Pretty and much. I'm sure they're able to kind of like persuade somebody if, if anything, but while wow, it's just, that kind of just makes me think about so many other stuff or even the system in itself, like should more, mm-hmm. per- more steps be taken to, to see if the parent is really steady, should there be drug tests included, should be, should no matter what, you know, there's, it's those questions too that we could touch on, but, um, Walk us more, if you could start walking us through kind of when, like how that developed from there. You said you started going to parties. Was this your brother's like, or, you know. Was so there is, there's this neighbor. Um, She was like maybe like three years older than me because I was, yeah, she was like 14, 15. And I, he would always let me go out with her. And, you know, she was older. Mm-hmm. So she was the one that would like go to like 15s, go just, you know, have always a party on the weekend. And he would like let me sleep over, so. It was like, you know, it was cool. Like, she was my my front neighbor. And, um, yeah, so that's where I got introduced, you know, like, kind of like to the party life. Um, unfortunately, when I was 12, so finally, you know, like, everything caught up with my dad. And they we got taken away from him. We went to a foster home. Oh, God damn, at 12 years old. At huh? 12 yeah. years old. Yeah. So we went to a foster home. And because... You know, we had, like, decided not to be with my mom. And, like, no, my mom, like, she wasn't a fit mother anymore for us, you know. Um, The system was like, nope. Now, like, if your mom wants custody of you guys, she has to, like, go through all these classes. So we were in the system for about a year. And, you know, of course, my mom did everything she was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay, so it wasn't just, like, they took them away, that's it. She was trying to get to... Oh, no, yeah, like, after we went to, yeah, to to the system... um, yeah, they told her, like, you have to do all this if mm. you want your kids back. And, you know, it's like, now that I look back, you know, I look back and I'm like, like I wonder what my mom must have felt or must have gone through. Like, she went from being a stay-at-home mom, you know, for many years to, like, bam. Like, you have nothing. You don't have your yeah. kids. You know, like, I now that I'm older, you know, I do think about that. And, you know, and just the fact that she could have been like, well, they decided to go with their dad. Like, mm-hmm. well, that's on them, you know. But when we went to the system, she was like, no, like, I want my children yeah. back. So, you know, she had to, like, do all these classes. And, yeah, a year later, we were they were like, right, you could go back with your mom. Uh, like, you you know, we, we kind of work in this in, with this system, working with yeah. this population. And a lot of them, you know, especially the males, they talk about fo- going to the foster care system was a really big change. What was it like as a female going to the foster care system? Take us through the day they even took you because that's. Um, well, I remember, you know, they were just like pack, you know, like put your clothes in a in a bag, you know, and it was like put my clothes in a bag, you know. And there was I I remember taking like a little bit of clothes like. Clothes were scattered everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, just took, like, a few stuff. And my older brother, because he was already 17, like, mm-hmm. they didn't take him with us because he was already going to be of age. Mm-hmm. But um, my two brothers and I, um, they took us together to the office. And unfortunately, um, me and my brothers were separated. Oh. So I went to a totally different home, and they went to home. And... The home I was at, I could say that um, the lady had two other children, and like she treated she treated us like slaves, like we were her workers. Wow, that's a powerful. 
That's powerful yeah, right there. Man, like, that like, sucks. I wouldn't have pictured that. I you would think those people have some type of vetting process before yeah. you even get there. Like you have to do this, 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 like and they were basic you chores, know, or are they like something like, intense? Like, yeah, good question. It was right because um, if his dishes, hey, okay, if, but if no, you know, dishes, no, you know it was saying? like right. it, it was like you know, like you have to wake up, like you have to like go clean outside the yard, go mm -hmm. to the, it was like a daily thing, and um, and I was just like, like she would not treat us right. I was like, you know, I went from like doing practically whatever I want to like yeah. going to home, and I'm just like, like military what's going school on? almost sounds like yeah, you know, and. Um, I remember I told the the little the little, one of the younger kids like, why don't you tell your social worker how she treats you? Mm -hmm. um, and he kind of was just like, you know, like like he was scared. Um, so it was him and his little brother. His little brother was about a year and a half, and that's when I was like, no, it's not okay. Mm -hmm. So the little kid didn't want to eat. And I remember her like tying the little kid and like forcing them to eat. Yeah, you and see that right what? there. I was like, yeah, and I was just like, no, like, like, like legit tying, like legit tying him like to the chair, like forcing oh him to eat. God. And I was just like in my head, like he's a little kid, you know, and I was 12 years mm -hmm. old at that time. I was like, no. So when my social worker came, I was like, mm -mm. like, like this lady does not treat us right. Like, she literally forces a little kid. She ties him up. Like, you know, she has us doing chores all day. Um, her kids don't do nothing. Like, you know, do this, do that, clean here, you know, all day. Like, we're literally cleaning. So, yeah, the social workers was like, okay, there's going to be an investigation. And she removed us from that home. Mm -hmm. So I was there for a month. Luckily, um, where my brothers were at, there, all she needed was a bed for me. So she got me a bed. And... Where your brothers able, were at, though. Yeah. Man, so that's was, dope. Yeah, she was like, okay, I'm going to get her a bed, you know, as soon as that happened. And I was able to, like, uh, move into my brother's house. So, um, yeah, that was that was definitely good, you know, for me. Just being able to share that experience with my brothers. I Yeah. I And, and this it, what I was just telling T the other day, too, the experiences that a lot of individuals go through, not even 1% of the pop or, like, you know, 5% of the world yeah. will ever go through. And you're part of a, a number that a lot of individuals don't go through. What are they telling you throughout that whole year? What are they telling you, caseworkers? What are they telling you this whole time? Hey, we're going to find your family? Or, like, what are they telling you? So, like, pretty much when your mom does what she has to do, like, you know. Yeah. So, what they like, Kip telling you, just wait. You're yeah, wait. Your mom's doing what she has to do. Yeah. You'll okay. eventually go back to her? Wait. Yeah. Like, we just, it was just a waiting game. Um, on the meantime, yeah, they did, like, a lot of, like, therapy. And that was when I was like, I hate therapists. Why is that? <laughs> oh, you would think it's backwards. I no? hate yeah. therapists. No, Great um, point. I don't know. I just felt like, like if I really want to tell you how I feel, I'm going to tell you. Like, there's no way mm -hmm. you can make me, like, open up and tell you. You know, and I feel like at that age, I was still in, like, that. Like, I don't want to talk. I don't want to tell you anything. I don't want to talk to you, like. And, you know, it's just like having to sit through those sessions for a whole year. It was like, can I color? Like, I get it. Like, You're 12 years old. Yeah, you, you know, know it's like, still, I, yeah. I don't want to open up. I don't want to talk to you. Like, what do you want me to tell you, you know? Right. And I just feel like I wasn't in in the age or in the stage to, like, really express myself. Like, what am I feeling? What am I going through? This is the question I have. Were were you? Do you feel like if you were you afraid to open up, or were you were you scared to open up? What were you feeling that just kind of like when you wanted it? Maybe you wanted to say it at a point, 
Like, what were you feeling? Definitely, um, I feel that I, like, I avoided my feelings. Like, I didn't acknowledge them. Mm -hmm. It was like I was just, like, going through the motions. Like, I didn't want to acknowledge them. You know? Like, just. Yeah. No, I, I get that. I, I The reason why I asked that, because... Then again, even I've been in a I've been in a position where I've asked someone and it's like, honestly, I'm scared to tell you yeah. because they're scared of not being accepted or they're scared of being judged or in any way like that. Now, that's why I ask if if that was the case, because, you know, it's just really trying to understand an individual mindset, especially at a young age like that is what I'm curious about. Um, but it, it's it's a lot of trauma and it, it's just so it's scary to see, like, you know, the help was there and still it was hard to open up. Yeah. And I can't imagine the amount of people out there that are feeling that same way. Do you think if Definitely. you opened up, it would have changed things then and there? Um, yeah, I believe it would have, you know, like helped me, one, like put it out there, acknowledge it and like heal. You right. know? But when you, you know, you already went through some trauma at a very young age you like experience the street life for a moment. Then like you go to a foster home and it's like, you still like, like I'm strong and I don't feel anything, mm -hmm. you know? Like, so you, there's definitely, you know, you're bound mm -hmm. to like go down the wrong path. And it's kind of what happened with me. Oh, that was a, that's a, a, a good little setup. Okay, yeah. uh, like a oh, little foreshadow. I like that. Hey, what's going on with school this whole time? Like, are you going to school? Oh, I know. How does like, that work? do they do you get sent to the local school at yeah. whatever spot they sent you to? Yeah, I so I actually lived on when I was in a foster home. I lived on forty forty first and Hooper. Mm -hmm. So, Roka, that's way different than Boyle Heights. Yes, right? way different. Way like different. South Central to Boyle Heights, uh -huh. too different. Why is it different? <laughs> um, well, good question. Yeah, I know okay, it's different. One, but. honestly, Boyle Heights, like, and it's funny because like I share this with my friends, and they're like, mm -hmm. "What?" And I tell them. So where I grew up, all you see is Hispanic people and Latino mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. That's all you see. Now, of course, it's different. Like, you see everyone, like, mm -hmm. all types of people. Yeah. Different ethnicities. But where I grew up, my local schools, like, white people, maybe 2%. Yeah. Black people, 1%. Like, that's, right. rare. that's all you see. It's rare, yeah. you know? Um, so I went from, like this type of population and in their cities too. You know, I moved to, to South Center and I'm like, you know, it's like different. It's different for me. Um, people talk different, people act different, you know, and I was like, okay. But I feel because I am I am social and friendly, like, you know, I was I was able to make friends yeah. fast. Great. You That's know, great. I adapted. Yeah. Um, yeah, and um my foster mom where I was at, great. She was the, a great, at the new spot. Yes. Okay, that's she good. Was, it turned she out. was a great, great, great person. You know, she really took care of us. She really like, um, you could tell she was one of those foster moms that had the passion, you know, the heart for like mm. really helping out children. Yeah. She Shout was out like, to her. definitely. Uh -huh. She yeah, she says, right. um, and for many years she would actually go every Christmas and like take us Christmas presents. And she says, "You guys were my best kids ever." That's nice, man. Yeah. You said a really big word, and I'm, like, stuck on it low-key. Um, adapted. I think coming from Boyle Heights and going to a whole new place like that, I'm pretty sure adapting in that is not easy at all. Because, no. like, you're going from 
having it really change yourself to for everyone else. And that's, you know, all you hear all the time, don't change yourself for anybody. What was that that like, you know, switching over and adapting to that whole new feel? Um I mean, at first it was kind of like I feel that especially coming from like the first foster home that was I had to adapt to her like her rules and like mm-hmm. you know to um then going to another foster home so it was like I was kind of like already prepared. I feel like I had already gone through the worst I could. Yeah. Being in a foster home. Okay, that makes so, sense. So, uh-huh. you know, it was like this was like a smoother transition for me. Okay. I could see that. And then friends wise too, same thing? Um, well, I it was a summer. So when while I was in the first foster home, like she was like barely enrolling me to school. Mm-hmm. So I didn't like really get to interact with other people other than the children that were at the house. But once I moved to the other foster home, you know, like I started school, so I made friends. Gotcha. Pretty easy. Okay. okay. Um, how long did that whole thing last to where you were able to like reunite with moms? After so it that? took a year. Okay, a year, and it sucks. I want to say it's not that bad, but it probably was, right? Just being away from your moms, being away from what you right. know, obviously being away from pops now. Yeah. It was like, oh man. What what did it feel? How did you know that uh, it was about to happen? Like, you know what? My mom, get, they gave her custody again. Um, well, my mom's always been like a responsible person, you know, like, okay, it's kind of like, I didn't doubt. Hmm. Like I knew she was, Hmm. I knew she had this. So yeah, like it was kind of like, all right, it's just a waiting game, you know? Who tells you that the social worker or does the lady at the house tell you, Hey, your mom's going to come get you? Um, yeah. So they do like every court hearing, you know, like, okay, what has mother done? Hi, have you completed Mm -hmm. this? Okay. Well, we're going to, you know, we'll be back in Mm -hmm. three months and we'll see how much you completed then, you know? And it wasn't until she completed everything that they're like, all right, well, this is it. Here you go. Here you go. So it was not just you, right? It was you and your brothers, everybody. Um, except the oldest one. Okay, seventeen, because he stayed at home yeah, with, with he pops. Yeah, he was already. Uh, yeah, he was already about to be of age. Damn, so. God, he got saved by the bell. He got saved by the bell. Saved <laughs> by the bell. <laughs> I have a very similar story to that, and that's exactly what I was the oldest, and they just like, all right, everybody else but you, and I was like, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, you know what I mean? Um, I, I mean, where you're at now, bro, it's a good thing. Definitely, a hundred percent. Where you're at, it's a good know? thing. So I think give yourself some for sure, right. like you know, some of that for sure. You, uh, I'm tripping out because we know your story. They don't know yet. That's why I'm like, it's like, like, yeah, it's just like, it seems like positivity has happened, right? What happened after, where, where did things start going sideways? Right. So now you're with moms. Yeah. Everything should be cool. Everything should be cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it was like, I had like, you know, a few good months. I want to say that. Is that right? Oh, man. Um, so I went back on my 13th birthday. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, that was, like, my birthday present. We went back with my mom on my birthday. Oh, well, that's my nice. My birthday, yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah. Um, You know, of course, like I said, mom's always been the strict one. You know, mm-hmm. there's rules here. So, you know, went back to the house. You know, I was like, all right, cool. You know, I'm back here. You know, I'm back with my mom. Like, I'm happy. But now I'm just like, ugh. Like, there's rules, you oh, know? Man. Yeah. Yeah. There's rules. So... It's not, it doesn't take that long where after, you know, I'm, so I'm an eighth grader at this time, you know, I'm in middle school and meet up with my old friends, you know, and. Where they're like, girl, you're back. What's up? Yeah, you know, and here we go again. (laughs) You know, I start missing school. I started ditching. 
you know, I start going out to parties, which my mom, she was very like, no. Like, you're a teenager, there's rules in my house. Like, you do not go out late, you have a curfew. And, you know, I tried. You know, I tried <laughs> to yeah. follow the rules, but. We all say that, right? We tried. I tried. <laughs> yeah. um, and honestly, it wasn't until I was like, no, like, I felt like you weren't there when I needed you the most. Wow. Now this is like, now I'm like Damn. an angry teenager. Like yeah. you weren't like 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, like all these years later, like now you want to tell me what to do, not happening. Wow. So I was like full blown out of control at 13 years old. What's considered out of control? Oh, I'm about to Let's explain. Get, yeah, yeah. Um, I like start running away from home. I don't come home for weeks, oh, months. Man. Uh-huh. Like, I start running away from home. Also, at 13, I was introduced to meth. At 13 years old? That's 13. fucking young. Yeah. Were you already doing any drugs prior to that? Like weed or anything no. like that? None of that. No. Okay. No, just, you know, I I did try alcohol, you know. Yeah. That was it. So at 13. From a tío, like, hey, hey, prueba, prueba. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a norm. But at 13, I get introduced to meth, which I liked. Mm. So now it's like me and my girlfriends are at 13 doing meth. And it's an every weekend thing, you know, and every weekend turns into every other day thing. And, you know, this is like now I'm like running away from home. I'm like using. I come home like every every other few weeks. Um, my mom puts like police reports like, you know, she's missing. I don't know where she's at. Yeah. And then like I show up and like she knows, you know, she's just like. Um, was she familiar with that? Because like, did anybody like you your because of pops? Was she so, like, man, yeah, I know something's so, up right there. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know, Damn. she would. She, this is her favorite thing to say: is You think I'm done? I lived with a drug addict for 15 there years. Right. There you go. You know, and it's like, yeah, okay, mm -hmm. you know. But once again, like, I'm not listening. I'm like running away from home. So my mom gets so tired of it that she just tells me, you know what, Evelyn. The door is open for you. Mm. Like, do whatever you want. Come home whenever you want. Like, she's just, like, done with me. Like, she, there's just no way she could control me. So she's yeah. just, like, at this point, she's just, like, just come home, you know? Mm -hmm. So this is 13. And, like, her thing is, like, don't stop going to school. So now I'm at 14, and it's, like, I go to school sometimes, and, you know, like, I come home. It's, like, it's it turned into my life. Yeah. To where, like. I come home sometimes. I don't come home sometimes. I, you know, I think the the longest I did not come home was for like three months. And you never ran into like a cop or nothing during that? Where they're like, and hey, what, know, what are you doing here? You know, you know what? I always say like, I don't know if Boyle Heights thing, I don't know. But I remember sometimes I used to run the street at three in the morning. And like cops used to pass by. No questions. Never one stopped me. Um. Funny story. One of the times I ran away from home, I was with one of my girlfriends and this guy, and he was driving us around in a stolen car. No. So I get pulled over. While we get pulled over, I literally like cops are chasing us. Like there's just like a bunch of cops in back of us. Like they close the street, the helicopters on top of us. You know, we have we have pipes in our purses. We have like all types of things, and mm. we're just like like trying to like toss it you know but we're just like whatever right you know 
Um, so they get us off the car. And, oh, you know, we don't know who this guy is. Like, that was our story, you know, like, <laughs> right. we're just trying oh to get home, God. you know? Hey, the homeboy yeah. look, look back in the seat. Like, what no, did y'all like, just say? No, like, he had already said that. He you know? knew, okay. Like, you guys, like yeah. you guys don't know me. Like, yeah, I'm right. you guys are right, you know? And yeah. we're like, yeah. Respect right there. I mean, honestly, like, yeah. hearing that. So, 13, no, I think I was already, I was already 14. We're like, we don't know, you know, he was just giving us a ride. Don't even check our purse. Like, we got Jesus. so much stuff in there. Yeah. Don't even check our purse. Nothing. He's like, it's okay. You know, I'm going to take you home. And I've been like, I haven't even been home for weeks. You know, and I'm like, no, yeah. shit. I'm like, he's there taking me home. My mom's going to tell yeah, him. Man. Right. I'm like, so then I'm like, what do I do? I'm taking him to my dad's house. No. You know, because like I said, my dad's like the cool and the lenient one. And he yeah. knows I've been missing. So here, you know, the cop takes me to my dad's house and he's like, oh, you know, we found her in a stolen car. You know, yeah. like she said that the guy was giving her a ride home. So, you know, just mm -hmm. want to make sure that, you know, like you're the dad. Okay. Yeah. Like she's home safe and leaves. What did daddy, what did your dad say? He's like, yeah. Well, my dad's like, my, yeah, my dad doesn't even question the officer. He's like, Damn, he's just like, man. you know, my dad was just like, all right, cool. Like, all right, thanks. You know, like, he knows I've been missing for three weeks. Damn. He's not going to stitch on me, you know. But he's just like, okay, thank you for bringing her, you know. Mm -hmm. And the cop is like, really? You bring a cop to my house? And I'm like, sorry, you know. Yeah. He's like, where you been? I was like, I was really coming home, dad, you know. And he's like, mm-hmm. I was like, all right, well, I'm going to walk home, by, And, you know, so he lived at my grandma's house, which is only five blocks away from my mom's house. Mm -hmm. So he's like, all right, I take off again. Don't go back home, you know. Um, but, like, I, you know, you mentioned the, the cops, you know, and yeah. it's like there was so many situations where, like, the cop was, like, face to face with me. And I don't know if it's because I'm a girl or mm -hmm. because of the way I look, you know, but like I was 13 years old and you didn't like question what I was doing there. Yeah. Like that's yeah. You, that's you really think that's too, bro. Like you would think you looked way too young to be doing anything that uh -huh. you're doing now or even be three in the morning. Let's figure this shit out. But yeah, I don't know, man, I guess it's the area. Like you said, it could be, they're just so used to that. Maybe that culture in that area, kids just, they go to the store at two in the morning or they, whatever. It just depends. I don't know. Yeah. Wow. And you weren't scared to like get locked up or nothing? No, you know, what? and like, I think now, like I wasn't scared to walk at three, four in the morning. Man. And I'm talking about, I walked down the alleys. I walked down like, like nothing. You know? And they have like, what, how many projects over there in Boyle Heights? Like um, three, four of them, right? Yeah, they do have a few, but so I live more like towards like towards like the i'm like the main streets gotcha. but even then like do we have a lot of alleys like a yeah. lot of alleys and i would like walk through the alleys mm -hmm. at three four in the morning like no care in the world yeah i was just like i could have like something really could have happened right to me. yeah you ain't lying definitely so so take us to so you're living this lifestyle at what point does does you're 14 more or less at this point when does when do things start escalating or getting shakier where you kind of know maybe i'm headed i'm eventually going to get busted or i'm eventually whatever something's going to happen or even if you because i know sometimes you don't even think about that right so i don't know like and this is like now that as i look back mm. i think like what was i really 
what was I really thinking? And I just feel that at that age, you think you know everything. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nothing someone could tell me. Like, I know it. At you know? all, yeah. Like, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, And there's, like, so many, so many stories, so many, like, situations where, like, something could have really happened to me. I'm talking about I used to kick it with, like, gang members and, like, how many times I didn't get shot at. That's you know, what and yeah. it's like me, like I'm not even a gang member, but you know, mm-hmm. just because of the type of people I hanged around with, like a lot of times, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, and even then, like I didn't like it, didn't even stop to think like, hey, Evelyn, like slow down, right? Yeah, no, nope. you know, still wanted to keep living that lifestyle, um, and I don't know if it was, I don't know, the adrenaline that I liked, or yeah, you know, just like. Feeling like I was a part of something. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um. Of course, now I could tell you exactly why I did it, but you know, it was at that time again not acknowledging what I was feeling. Yeah. That you know, it's like I try to fill that void with like all these other things. You know, drug parties. Yeah. You know, being in the street. Yeah. Like. It's a, it's a lifestyle. This shit's addicting, you know? It's addicting. You don't know any better. You're inside this little bubble. It's your world. And like you said, most of the time, the worst shit you do or the, the worst shit gets, it's like, cool. You get to tell your homeboy. You get to tell your homegirl, like, hey, that shit was crazy. We're cool. We did it. You know, we're here, right? It just keeps fucking going. What do you think about that? Yeah, it's, it was, it's a nonstop lifestyle. Nonstop. And, and, you know, I was loving it. I was in love with it. I, this is kind of like a, I don't know if it's really a personal question or if it's something I could ask, but I'm going to just ask it. What was it like being a female around a lot of gang members? Because, I mean, you hear a lot of stories like, you know, females have a different role in being, you know, associated. Can you talk to us a little bit about some of those experiences that you had or that you know of other girls that, you know, have had being in that kind of social life or that group? I mean, well, it just depends the the role you want to play. Uh-huh. You know, personally, mm-hmm. I was the type of female that I wanted to be friends with everybody, mm-hmm. even enemies that were enemies. Mm-hmm. And, like, are you kicking it with them? I'm not from nowhere. Yeah. You know, like, it was, I was just like, oh, I wanted to be that friendly girl. Like, everyone's my friend. It's cool with everybody. I'm yeah. cool with everybody, you know, but some people, like, did not like that. Yeah. Like, dude, you can't kick it with me one day and then, like, like, are you setting us up or what? You know, type of yeah. stuff. And it would be like, what? That was a lot, yeah. Like, no. You know, I did have one of my, like, closest friends out. You know, she was a gang member. Mm-hmm. And we would, sometimes we wouldn't even be like, oh, we can't, we can't, you can't come around with us because we're going to go kick it with them, you know? Yeah. And, yeah, it just depends the role you want to play. Um, I was smart enough to never want to be a part of, like, no. Like, I knew it wasn't for me. I thought it was dumb, yet I kicked it with them. Yeah. You know, I'm like, they're dumb. Like, they fight for territory. Like, you know, <laughs> oh, I'm my like, gosh. I'm like, they're dumb. Like, you know, one block is theirs, the next block is not. You know, like, I'm yeah. just like, that's like the dumbest oh, thing. Gosh. Like, it's really like the street does not belong to you. You know, but it's it, like, this is like real street It's war. real. Yes, yeah, it's, it's real is, war. Yeah. It's a real battlefield, yeah. really. 
Uh, it, it's so that's that's interesting. Um, and how hard? So was was it hard to stay away? You know, you said you you know you just want to be friends, but was it hard? Like, were you really trying to get dragged in in any way, even growing up as you got older? No, like I always thought it was dumb, but yet they were all my friends. Yeah. No, I like no, like I knew that no, like I just couldn't see myself being a part of something like that mm -hmm. but you know yet i'm like crazy, yeah. yeah you know when I, I think about it i couldn't see myself being a part of something like that but yet i was somehow a part of that because i hanged around with them you know and even so like all right keep pointing like i'm a tag you know and like i would be there like all right cool like i got you like i still played a part yeah yeah look you <laughs> are playing a part in that yeah, yeah. That's a tough one. Like, I, at, least, you know, at least you had the, it's crazy how you, you comp if you compare them both, it doesn't make sense. But, you know, you it's at least you had, you were smart enough to say, you know what, I'm not going to get jumped in. I, no. I'll play it. I'll live it a little bit. We'll do what we do. Mm -hmm. But, you know, because you, but that's good that you, you knew that much, like at that age. So it's weird that you, you in some aspects, you knew a lot. And then mm -hmm. some of them, it was just like, it is what it is. You just kept doing what you do. Yeah, you know? just kept doing, yeah. Were your brothers involved? No, none of my brothers. Um, no. Okay. They're, they didn't mess up or nothing? They didn't go down that route? I mean, you know, they had like their little bums down the road. Okay. But yeah. for the most part, I could say that they were they were, they were, were good good guys. They stayed away from, from Yeah. My, my mom says like, what your three brothers didn't do to me, you did. So the little Damn. sis is the one that turned out to be the Traviesa, one. Man. Right. <laughs> um... Okay, you, 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 as you got older, there was a lot going on. I want to get to it now, yeah. you know, when it really happened. Because y'all can't even tell. I wouldn't even be able to tell. Like, you are like, you're so dope and chill. Like, I'm like, how would this, how could this even happen? Take us to the day when you got locked up. I was like, um, before that, I do want to say that. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. go ahead. I'm like, um, I finally did stop, like, the street life. Okay. When I got pregnant, I got pregnant. I was a teenager. Oh wow! What what age did you get pregnant? Um, fourteen. I had my daughter at fifteen. So Damn, by the young, super young. So like a month before I turned fifteen, I got pregnant, and that's when I was like, okay, that's it. Like, were you scared? Like, what happened when you found um, out? Que pasó? Nothing. It was like, okay, that's like I'm pregnant. Is. So here, like that's yeah. it. You know, like I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant. Um. And that's when I was like, okay, like no more fucking around, no more, you know, like yeah. I'm having a baby, like, mm -hmm. like I, I was like, no, I'm not gonna do none of that, and yeah, and I had my daughter at 15, my my firstborn, um, so you know, I kind of like, I was not with her dad, um, I was like messing around with her dad, but he was not the type of guy that I like myself for the rest of my life so it was kind of like hey i got pregnant but you know mm -hmm. was it a dad that you saw your kid being able to be with the rest of their life too or no i'm saying that again. did you think like it, it was it you or you were you thinking after like looking at the perspective no, of your child it was, me. It, was a per it was totally personal okay, <laughs> okay i see that yeah, yeah okay no and yeah i was like no like you know to the point where like i didn't even want to introduce them like very few people in my family actually knew who was mm -hmm. you know and i was 15 and pregnant um i had my daughter um six months later i met this guy you know i was like okay 
you know, kind of fell in love. And I had three kids after that. So, wow. No way. Yeah. Um, so by 19, I had my four children. Wow. Hold on. What? That is nuts. I, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't know that. I, that's nuts. Yeah, that's a, four kids at that young age is a lot of kids for, for somebody that's just came out of a situation where you're trying to figure it out. How how what what how do you how do you even begin to process that where you're you barely got a place to stay you're going from your from your dad's to your mom's right and then now you have a kid how do you even begin to figure that out I don't even think I was thinking damn like yeah yeah truthfully I I like I say like I was just I was just living like one kid okay you know it's like another kid like okay another kid and i'm just like okay and then you know finally the fourth one i was like okay i don't know if i could do this Man, <laughs> like, that you know the fourth kid i was like oh damn like it was when i kind of kind of like started thinking like okay like slow down like i don't think i could do this who was supporting you throughout all of this because i know you you said that even with your mom you weren't getting that kind of how when what happened when your mom found out well you At know least. you know the funny thing is that she did not find out till like a month before I gave birth. Like, I was, like, scared you, you to tell my mom. Oh, she saw man. you, though, right? So she saw me, but for some reason, my pregnancy, like, I rarely show. I was, like, eight months, and you could barely tell I was pregnant. Oh, my gosh. And instead of gaining weight, my pregnancies, I lose weight. Oh, man. Okay, so, I, I, yep. Yeah, so she, like, didn't even find out until... I was about to give birth, you know, and it was like a situation where she's like, well, well you're pregnant already, you know, like, what can I do? Mm -hmm. um, and the same with my other pregnancies, like, I, like, I couldn't tell my mom. And she's like, again? <laughs> and, you know, a few months later, like, again, you know, because I had my kids all back to back to back. Right now, their, their ages are 15, 14, 13, and my youngest is going to be 12. Whoa. That is nuts. You said Whoa. 15. I swear you look like you 20, 25. You know what I mean? So 15, that is a big kid to have, man. That is. I'm like, I have a teenagers. Boy? Girl? Girls. I okay. have three girls and one boy. Got you. Bro, people can't even take care of puppies. Like a one puppy. Yo, she was taking care of four kids at 19. That just shows you you had to grow up hella fast. Right. Super fast. Whoa. And dad, dad, how was dad feeling about it all? Um... Dad Lay is back. always dad, you know. Yeah. Um. So at 19, I ended up leaving my my partner. Mm -hmm. Um, th that's like a whole nother trauma within itself, you know. Um, it was I was getting um, emotionally, you know, he was violent emotionally, physically. Wow. Like, abusive, huh? He's super abusive, you know. Um. And I stood there for four years. You know, that's the crazy thing. And, like, my brothers don't even don't even hit me like that. My dad didn't even put hands yeah. on me like that, wow. you know? And, yeah. That's crazy. No one ever said, like, hey, that's Evelyn. She got four brothers, three brothers. Like, don't fuck with her. Um, You know what? I feel like me and my brothers have always had this thing where mm -hmm. we don't get in each other's relationships. Okay. Like, respect we that. respect yeah. each other's relationships, mm -hmm. like, we might not like your girlfriend, but like, you know, we don't we don't cross that boundary. However, I do remember that every time, you know, like he used to like hit me and I used to be like, I'm leaving you. 
And I would like call my brother up, like, come pick me up. Mm-hmm. You know, like he wouldn't question like why I would. Yeah. Like he knew, but he never questioned me like, I'm going right now. Yeah. And I'm talking about mm-hmm. when I would leave, I would literally like pack all my stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, my brother had a little Honda, two-door Honda, and I don't know how he would fit everything in there. Wow. Like, you know. That's respect. You yo. know, he was like, okay, like, you know, come pick me yeah. up with all exactly. the kids. You know, I'm like, there I go back to my mom's house. So I always had a room at my mom's house, you know. Mm-hmm. She said it. I could. Yeah. I could, like, I could give her that much, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, no matter what happened, like, I always had a room there, you know. And so I would go back to my mom's house, and, like, a week later, I was back with him. And, you know, I went like that for many years, back and forth, back and forth, until, you know, it was like, I can't do this no more. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I got a little older, and I was like, um, I still recall that day, like it was yesterday, I asked myself, Evelyn, are you happy? Right. And I was like, no. That's crazy that you had the ability, you knew when to draw the line, right. and that was it. And huh? I was like, like, what are you doing here? And I was like, that's it. Packed up my stuff, and I was like, I'm not going back with you. Like, I don't care how much I love you. How, nope. Like, you know, that was mm-hmm. a realization I had that you can't, like, no matter how much you love a person, you can't change them. Damn. What what was your experience? Why did you feel like you just kept coming back? Was it the kids? Was it what kept drawing you back? Of course, I would tell you because I was in love with this person. Yeah. Um. Now that I'm older and like, you know, I could go back and connect the dots and I could tell you yeah. exactly how, you know, how it happened. Mm-hmm. And I feel that this this came from like seeing my parents like seeing my mom you know learn behavior that she stood with my dad for 15 years and he was like you know he was this he was a drug addict he was this he was that but she still managed to like keep it together like you know you don't like you keep your family together no matter what yeah so nothing is worth breaking up the household basically right you know so it was kind of like i tried like doing the same thing you know Mm -hmm. because you know i i like now that i'm older and like i ask myself like why was i trying to keep it together like Mm -hmm. you know and it's like oh you know it was learned behavior you know it was like i learned from a very young age that you you try at least to keep it together no matter what yeah so that's what I try to do, you know? And I was like, eventually he's going to change. But it's like four years later, like, yeah. Long time. Yeah. I was like, I'm done. I'm done. And I walked away. Never looked back. But then, you know, it was like. Oh, the butt. That's that, the that butts, part, right? I was bro, waiting. I was like, where's butt, the butt? But yeah. the butt is, instead of, instead of doing better, I like. I did worse. Mm-hmm. Um, I after I left him, uh, me and my best friend got a got an apartment. So you know we were like living together, and it was like cool. You know, like I have my own house. Um, you know, I'm working. You know, I'm a single mom. Like I'm doing it. Yeah. Um, this is a friend that introduced me to meth. So, the same one from 13? Yes. Oh, still my, my friend. I was going to say, how is that still your friend at that time? 
That's still my friend. So she like starts, she starts like doing meth again. And I'm just like, you, I have not done meth since I was like 14, you know, I have all these years. Yeah. 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 You know, because. The babies. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, she's, I'm living, I'm living with her and she's like, and I'm just like, no, like, you know, I can't. But, you know, eventually I start doing it again. <clears throat> then I start dating this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, a gang member. Um, you know, and it's like, okay, it's cool. Um, my friend, she, like, ends up, like, just, she's, like, so high, she just ends up, like, losing it. Um, I don't know, she starts, like, accusing me of, like, doing this and like, mm-hmm. like just like weird stuff and I'm just like what's wrong with her yeah so she basically it's, like, it's fucked up to say it but the point where you get smoked out right like pretty you're just, much like, you're just walking around like a zombie fucking doing and random yeah, shit and just like and I'm just like like you need to chill out you know and mm-hmm. she's just like tripping um her mom her so her mom is actually like the owner of the house and she lives like, oh, she lives on top of us so we live in the bottom house and her mom's like one of those scandalous ladies. Um, she calls social services on us. Damn. What? Yeah. So at two in the morning, I had social services knocking on the door. Like, and we're all high as a kite. You know, and I'm just like, shit. Around the babies, too? And, yeah, and home yeah. was there, too? Yeah, she was there, too. Oh, man. And you said you so could tell, right, baby, with her? Yeah, my babies yeah. are, like, asleep, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. So they come, and they're like... So that you guys are selling drugs here, mm-hmm. that, you know, um, you guys are not feeding the kids, that you guys hit the kids. And I'm just like, no. So they wake up my, they wake up all my kids. They like get them butt naked to check them. Bruises the name, for man. bruises and stuff yes, like that? Yes, to see if they have bruises, scratches, anything, you know? Mm. Wow. Because that's, those are the allegations. And mm-hmm. so there's like, my kids don't have anything, but um, I'm just like, like, in my head, all I could think of is no, like this is not happening and it's not gonna happen. So, in order for me to like get them off my back, I'm like I'm gone from here. I go back to my mom's house. Like so, the social worker comes back. I don't live there anymore. Oh shit! Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't live there no more. I live here. So where are the allegations? Mm-hmm. Drop the case. Wow, that just like that. Yeah, and I was just like, like you know, I'm like that was smart because if I would have stood there, I feel like I would have like gone through like mm-hmm. just trying to prove myself. So me removing me from the place just totally was like, okay, cool. You Loki would have gotten exactly what you went through, basically. Exactly, yes, yeah. and that is one thing I was like, no, like my kids, no, like they can't, they cannot go through what I went through, like no, not happening. And I kind of want to touch on that. Speaking of your kids, because having when you really think about it, I'm looking at it out of perspective, having someone come to your door and then telling you take off your clothes right then and there as a kid, you don't know what's going on. You're just they're telling you to do that and they're checking you. Wake up. Yeah. What? How do your kids feel about that? Like, do they ever have you ever spoken to your kids about that? Uh, honestly, do they remember? They don't remember a lot. Mm. Like. The one that remembers a little more is my oldest, but even then, there's like, and I don't know if it's because, you know, sometimes when you go through trauma, you know, like, it's like you get, like, you have a memory yeah. loss, like, you don't remember until, like, you actually, like, start, like, 
either going to therapy or something that you kind of like start like oh you know i do remember this but like they don't remember like nothing well i didn't know that wow yeah there's like very few things that they recall very mm-hmm. few wow so okay. i'm just like i don't even know if it's a blessing or not right and yeah that's what that's what you really gotta ask yourself huh is it really like Bless you not. Okay, so after that, you you wow, you got away from something really big, um, yes. and thank God you did. Honestly, um, what 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 happened next? I'm still dating this guy, right? So uh-huh. I go back to my mom's house, and I'm like, I'm still dating this guy that he's no good. Mm-hmm. Like he just wants to be out in the street getting high, and you know I have my kids, so when I manage to leave, you know, to get a babysitter, you know, I'm like out in the streets with him, but you know, then back home. Um, I stopped talking to him. I'm just like, okay, this guy's no good for me. Like, I have to stop talking to him. So I stopped talking to him Mm, for like six months. You know, I'm still like messing around here and there, but I'm not out there in the street like that. Um, Six months later, comes back into my life. Mm. Here I go again, all over again. So... My dad is actually like my babysitter, so. Damn, that's, I mean, it's good and it's bad because <laughs> it enables you, but I mean, you know, again, it's a blessing because if you really needed to go to work, I'm sure he would have taken care of him, you know? Right. So my dad was the type of guy that said, you know, you're young, Evelyn, and I want you to live your life, so go out and party. Like, leave the kids here with me. Like, who's your babysitter? All my friends would, I'm like, my dad. And I'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like my mom, no, not happening. Mm-hmm. Leaving no kid here. Um, so, you know, I was, like, was messing around, you know, doing the back and forth thing with this guy. Um, and that's how I got caught up. So he had a friend. I don't know where he met this guy. Had no idea. Yeah. But um, I know that they were talking about, like, doing doing something, you know, I can't tell you exactly what they were going to do because, like, you They know, didn't tell you. Probably. Not only that, they didn't tell me. I just feel like because I've been around, you know, that type of lifestyle that I don't question it and I don't care. Mm. Like, you know, like, I don't care what you guys are going to do or what you guys are mm-hmm. going to do. But I know that they were talking about kidnapping someone. I didn't know that. It was just like, whatever. Um, that's a big whatever. Like, yeah, it was like... That's but, no but way to even it. think it that way. Yeah. Like... Once again, where I grew up from or yeah. where where I come from, it's like, one, you don't question it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to me, it was like, well, I mean, I'm not doing it. I don't care. Like, that's yeah, right. That's yeah. their thing, you know. Yeah, okay. So, so the day comes. I guess they're going to do something. Um, I was with them that morning. And I remember I said, all right, well, they were going to go do what they were going to do. I was just like, all right, you guys have a good one. You know, I'll see you later. I'm calling my best friend to see if she wants to have um, breakfast with me. She's not answering. I'm just like, wow, what do I do? And I did not have my kids with me. Mm-hmm. So you were looking for so something to do. So I was looking into, for huh? something to yeah. do, you know? Yeah. I was like, what do, like, what do I do, you know? So I was like, I'm just going to drive back home. So as I'm driving back home, he starts calling me. Like he's blowing yeah. up my phone. Yeah. And I'm like, what? What happened? And he's like, um, I need you to come over here right now. And I'm like, where? He's like, like just come. Just come fast. I need I need you to give me a ride. I'm just like, 
right? Here I go. Whatever. Yeah. It's the usual phone call, probably, right? Like, oh, yes. He was the type of guy that I'm stranded. Can you come pick me up? Okay. Like, <laughs> he was that type of guy. Like, I need I, I need a ride, Evelyn. Like, in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. So, here I go. Go get him. Um, he tells me, all right. He's like, um, this car's going to come out right now. Just follow the car. You know? And I'm just like, all right, cool. I'm following this car. This car gets into the bank. The car in the front? The car in the front gets okay. into the bank. So he gets into the bank. Right? What time is it? This, this, is, like this, is like a, this is like around 11, maybe. Okay. Yeah. So the guy pulls in the, in the bank and he's like, yeah, just like pull next to him. So his friend's with me in the car. And then as, you know, like they're waiting, he tells me, this is because what happened was that the guy that was going to give us a ride ended up like um, ranking out on us. He didn't want to give us a ride. So, you know, that's why I had to call you. And then all I hear is his other friend, like, I told you, you shouldn't have called her. You should have called someone else. And they're, like, just going back and forth. Yeah. The guy comes out. He's getting about to get in his car. And my boyfriend at that time and his friend get off the car. Um, so one of them, like, you know, like, pulls out the gun and, like, tells him, like, don't fucking move. Don't say anything. Mm-hmm. Blah, 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 you know, whatever the hell. I can't tell you exactly what he was telling him because I was in the car. Yeah. yeah. Um, whatever. They get him in his car. They drive off. And I'm just like, all right, bye. And I take off, you know. And it's crazy because I still recall when I was, like, taking off to go my own way. Thinking, like, imagine I get caught for giving these guys a ride. You know, and imagine, huh? imagine, yeah. I think this, like, imagine I get caught. For, and I said, wow, I didn't do it. Like, I didn't do anything, you know, because in reality, I didn't do anything. Like, I just dropped you guys off. This is what I'm thinking. Like, I'm like, well, I didn't do anything anyways. Like, I didn't commit the crime. Right. I, I'm tripping out right now because what I'm starting to see is this pattern where it's like, yo, the homegirl is just like, you know, she's a lookout. She's a help. She's just a helper. And she's just there. But to you, it was just, you were so comfortable, like, that happened. It's like, all right, I'm going to drive off. Yeah, That's like, it. A, like, another like, day, or, another. Or, or the way you rationalized it was, yeah. I mean, technically, you're right to think that way. I mean, fuck it. I Yes, whatever. I kind of heard whatever, but I'm just fucking giving him a ride. This dude does this shit all the time. Whatever, like right? You didn't think yeah. too deep into it. I mean, now, have I know what that is now. There's a specific charge for that, you know what I mean? But that in sure retrospect, is. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, there sure is. You okay. know, and... Just the fact that I thought, like, this is how I lived my life for so many years, mm-hmm. where I just, like, I had no real, like, no sense of the consequences. Like, like it was just, like, it was just a norm yeah. in my life. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is what it is. Like, okay. Like, how many times have your interactions with the cops led to nothing? And you were doing some um, shit, and they're just, right? Right. A lot of times. So you're like, all right, this is another one, nothing, whatever. Yeah. What, what, what can possibly go wrong? Um, you know, and I go on my way later on, um, they're like, oh yeah, you know, like, so later on, of course I do get, I do find out more like, so apparently this guy's a paisa and they're like charging him. Like they want to, you know, they're charging him taxes and blah, blah, blah. You know, there's like a big story behind it. I'm just like, okay, whatever, who cares? Um, you find that after? After, you know, like they do tell me the story. Mm -hmm. So... Um, the, the Paisa friend 
because he doesn't speak English. Mm-hmm. And I was going to say real quick, Baisa, for those <laughs> yeah, who, who don't, know. don't know, is just basically a, like a Hispanic, a native-born Mexican Hispanic. From yeah, basically, you don't know. I'm glad to clarify that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, and it's funny I call him this because that's literally what he called him. <laughs> so that's I'm how like, we. That's the you know. That's, so I was yeah. just like I'm just like really calling him what like that's what he was called in the yeah. group. Um, he asked me, hey, you know, by any chance, do you have a friend that could go pick something up for me? And I'm like, yeah, you know, like I have a lot of friends. Fuck, man. She said, I have a lot of I friends. I have a lot of friends, you know. <laughs> so I'm calling one of my friends and she's like, ah, oh, you know, I'm at work right now. But when I, you know, when I come out of work, like I could help you. And she's like, what do I have to do? And I was all like, so he wants you to pick something up for him, you know, like I kind of tell her. Oh, okay. And, you know, this is one of my friends that, again, we grew up in the same area. Mm-hmm. So she's mm-hmm. like, okay, sure. Like, I'll go pick it up. Mm-hmm. He's like, I need it like right now. Like, we can't wait for her. And I'm like, I'll go pick it up for you. And he's like, no. He tells me, no, I don't want you to go pick it up. I'm like, so do you want it to get picked up or not? not. Like, I'll pick it up for you. Yeah. And he's like, all right. He's like. Damn. So. And this is really what really got me into trouble. Picking up whatever I picked up. Um, The guy they kidnapped. They wanted his car. So they told him to call his wife and tell him. Tell his wife that he, she had to give up the pink slip. So this is what I picked up. I went to go pick up the pink slip oh my from God. the guy's wife. After making a call like that, I can imagine the fucking SWAT team was there or something. You no, know, and once again, like, I'm not doing, like, anything. Like, <laughs> right? Oh, this is what I'm speaking. Like, once again, you know, I'm just like, blah, blah, blah. This is not doing anything. Like, once again, I'm thinking, like, oh, whatever. You know? Is what it is? Yeah, yeah I'm just like, going, yeah. Meet up with the lady. She's outside. I'm like, hi, how are you doing? She's like, good. And it's like, is she really doing good? Like, her husband's kidnapped. Like, you know. Oh, my God. She's like, here you go. She hands me the the pink slip. I take off. There's a pink slip. The next day. um, My boyfriend, we had bailed him out a week prior to Mm. him committing the crime. And he hadn't gone to report to the bail bond. So the bail bonds were looking for him. So when he went to go report, they took him back to jail. Mm-hmm. Right the next day. So right Damn. when they're taking him to jail, the guy that was kidnapped escaped from the place, wherever they had him. What? Okay, yes. I this hate is, to ask this, but he was like tied up and everything? Yes, apparently, yes. Damn. He was tied up. Okay. He got like pistol whooped a few times. Jesus. Okay, so the real deal, the shit you see in movies, basically. Yes, okay. and... So apparently they were like not good kidnappers because the guy escaped. I don't know who they was in charge of right. looking at. I, I, have... I just picture some dude taped up in the middle of the street waiting for somebody to drive by. You know what I mean? Man, <laughs> sucks. He... I apologize. I'm, that's the vision no. that I have in my head. And, this is, and these kidnapped in Boyle Heights. You know? Oh, man. This People guy probably escaped. just drove by like, ah, let that crazy fool figure it out. Not knowing. Yeah. He escaped. He called the cops. Here comes the cops. You know, like. And the house where he was kidnapped, it was a uh, older people's house. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. Mm. Um, they got the guy. So now my boyfriend is locked up, um, and it's just me and his friend. His friend's like, but he's locked up for the bells bonds at yes, this point. Nothing related nothing to this. Nothing related okay. to the crime. So he tells me, hey, other than like. 
you know, the, the guy, like, he, like, call the cops and everything, so you can't go back to your house. Yeah. And I'm like, but why? I didn't do anything, you know? Yeah, yeah. He's like, no, you can't go back to your house. Like, for real, you can't go back to your house. Like, come on, like. And the kids um, are there, right? And like, by this time, yes, oh, I have man, my kid. kids. Yeah. So he tells me, um, I'm going to rent you a momo for you and your kids. Like, just stay there, you know? Like, don't go to your house. Don't mm-hmm. drive by there. Don't nothing. Like, don't mm-hmm. even. I'm just like, in my head, I'm thinking, like, dude, it's not this serious. You know, mm-hmm. like, really, it's not that serious. So I stay in the mom or whatever. But as time goes by, you know, like, of course, he goes and checks up on me. He's, like, in the same in the same hotel, but he's, like, in another room. Mm-hmm. And he tells me, like, hey, Evelyn, like, seriously, I think you should consider, like, going to, like, another state. And I'm thinking, like, dude, it's not that serious. And he's mm-hmm. like, no, I, like, I really think you should go to another state. Mm-hmm. January 15, 2013. It's my mom's birthday. Mm-hmm. She's turning 50. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but I have to go back home. Like, I cannot miss my mom's birthday. Mm-hmm. So he's like, you know, I call my mom. Like, I haven't been home, you know, and I'm like, hey, mom, like, I'm going, you know, I'm going over. She's like, okay, we're going to go eat at a restaurant because that's when I said my birthday. So um, early in the morning, I'm driving home. My kids are in the back. Guess who gets pulled over? No. Out of nowhere? No. Yes. Like not not for like yeah not term, yeah not, no, traffic violation or like um detectives. Mm. Wow. Do, what what did you what were you thinking at that moment? Did you say fuck? He no, told me what he I'm told just me. Like what did I oh, do? Snaps. I'm like okay. like I'm still like what did I do? Like you pull over. Da, da, da. Mm-hmm. And they're like all right, like they're like acting kind of like. Sus, but they're acting kind of like not like yeah, not like, aggressive. Right, you know, yeah, like, you didn't have to walk with us. Blah blah blah. Like they take me down to the police station. While well, they actually didn't take me to the police station, they take me to like the big one in downtown LA. Mm-hmm. You know, like this is serious. You know, and it's when everything's like, oh damn, like it's starting to click. Yeah. Um, they take me and all my kids down damn. to the station. And your mom too. No. Oh no, no, never mind. Your mom was not in the car. I'm but. Tripping. So when when I was about to drive home, I had the friend, the guy in my car, because I was about to drop him off so I could go home. So he was in the car with me. <laughs> so they fucking smiled probably, and they're like, oh, shit, we got him right here. We got him, yes, pretty much. Damn. Um, they take me down to the interrogation room. Like, my kids are there, too. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. What are you thinking? Are you thinking more about yourself or are you thinking more about the kids at this time? Do you feel like? Um, honestly, once again, I'm just like, all right. Like, it's like my extreme mentality kicks in. I know what this is. I'm about to get interrogated. What did you do? And I could honestly tell you that my mind was like, if I grew up in the streets, it's a street code that you don't say anything. Mm-hmm. So I'm in my head, I'm just like, I wonder what they're going to tell me and, you know, and what I'm going to tell them back. Because, one, I didn't do anything and I don't know anything. So, you know, of course they come. And it's funny how they started with, when is your mom's birthday? You know, what's your mom's name? Like, how many brothers do you have? What's your mom's name? What's your mom's birthday? What's your brother's birthday? Like, they're asking me, like, all these, like, random-ass questions. Right? Yeah. And, like, I'm answering them. So then they hit me with the... Okay, so it seems like you have a very good memory. Oh, man. They hit me with that mm. one, you know, and I'm just like, uh-huh. So what did you do? 
on January 9th at this time. You know, they're giving me like the, the date and the time. And, you know, I'm like, oh, I remember I woke up. I went to my sister-in-law's house. You know, like I'm like just saying like what I yeah, would do on whatever, her, you know. Yeah. Are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, I'm positive. Mm-hmm. Are you sure? And I'm like, I'm positive. So that's what I did. And then he's like, wow, how funny because your friend over here already told us what you were doing that day. Damn. And I'm like, well, I don't him, know what yeah. he told you, but I know what I did. And so then they hit me with, you know, we got you on camera. And Still I'm thinking nothing. in my head, like, they probably do that on camera. Oh, my God. So then I tell him, well, then if you have me on camera, then why are you asking me? Hey. Okay. If you know what I did. So they're like, you know, and so nice guy is like, I'm done being nice guy. And the bad guy's like, you know what? Um, I, rem- I still remember that they gave me a water bottle. And then he like he finally gets mad because he's like asking me like all these questions and they ask me like like who's your boyfriend like what was he doing and mind you they do tell me everything I did they told me they told me and the cops like step by step almost step by step everything I did you know so now I'm thinking like there's only two persons that were in the car with me no man no no yeah. And I know it's not this guy because they haven't even gone to this guy's room. Straight up. I'm just like, okay. You know, I'm like thinking in my head like, what the hell? And I'm still like, I don't know what you're talking about. So then the mean guy's like, you know what? Like, why are you covering for up for these guys? Mm-hmm. You know that you're not going home tonight. And you're not walking out of here anymore. And I remember in that moment, it's like, it clicked like, damn, I'm really not. That's the worst feeling yeah. ever, huh? So, yeah, I told him, you know what? I was like, you're right. I'm not going home anymore, so I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know nothing. You know, I'm just like, I'm not going home anymore. Damn like, now. he's damn right. You just hit me with, I'm not going home. So why am I going to tell you something? I'm not going home. It's not like if I tell you something, you're going to let me go home. I'm not going home. So I don't know anything. I don't know what you're talking about. You're smart, bro. And they're like, all right. I mean, yeah, smart, weathered, you know. Yeah. yeah. And... They leave me alone. Don't ask me any more questions. I'm sure they threw out the kids. We'll take your kids away. Right. So they're like, we're calling social services. <clears throat> you know, they did tell me that. And I'm just like, Ugh. you know. But all I'm thinking is, I kind of knew. I didn't know. But I had told, um, at that time, my baby daddy was staying um, in Las Vegas. So I had called him and I like that day, like days, like maybe like two days before a day before mm-hmm. I called him and I told him like, hey, you need to come down to LA and pick up the kids. And he was like, what, why? And I was like, don't ask any questions, just come down. So he was like already like kind of like knew something, but I didn't like tell him anything. Um, after so many hours of waiting in the interrogation room, the social, social services shows up and comes and sits down Damn. with me. She's like, well, you do know that, you know, like, we're removing your kids. Like, and I'm just like, oh. I'm just like, okay. Yeah. She's like, you know, however, we would try to place them first with your family. So is there like any person you want me to call? You know, so I tell her, my oldest daughter, because she has a different dad than my three young ones. I'm like, um, like, call my brothers. Like, one okay. of, like any of my brothers will get her. My three young, young ones. 
the dad. Call the dad. He'll, mm-hmm. he'll get him. Yeah. They're like, okay, you know, this is a process. You know, I just want to let you know. And I'm just like, yes, I understand. Mm-hmm. Um, they, you know, they step out. So the officers come back in and they're like, okay, um, they're taking your kids already. You have five minutes to say bye to them. Wow. And that's probably like the hardest thing. Like every time I think about it, I'm just like, I really do not know how I did it. You know, I seen them, they came in and I'm like, and I kid you not, like just, I'm like crying silently, but like tears are just like coming down my face. And you know, like, it's like I have a show there, you know, the detectives are there, the social workers. And all I could think in my head was, this is the only time you guys are going to see me break down. The only time. And, you know, I say goodbye to my children. My oldest daughter, I will never forget. You know, she came, she hugged me, and she's like smiling, you know. And it's like she knows, but she's smiling. And when she hugs me, she tells me in my ear, it's okay, mom, everything's going to be okay. I'm just like, um, my baby, she was the only one I said I would, I didn't care, you know, I carried her all the time. Mm -hmm. So she was like super mama's girl. Like I would be cooking and she'll be here, you know, cause she always wanted to be right here. So I would carry her. Um, yeah. When, you know, like they, she was crying as soon as she seen me, she like wanted to come. She was only a year and 10 months. So, you know, like, um, one of my hands was, like, chained to the mm-hmm. to the table, and, you know, they let this hand free. So I'm, like, holding her, and she's, like, crying. She's bawling out of control, and I'm just like, Shh, you know, it's okay. So, you know, they're like, all right, it's time to say goodbye. They're pulling literally my baby out of my arms. She's, like, bawling, screaming, mm-hmm. like, mom, mom, you know, and she's just, like, you know, they're, like, she was kicking, crying, take her out the room. And, you know, I still remember as she's leaving, like, I'm just like, oh. you know, I'm like, I wipe my tears and I'm just like, that's mm-hmm. it, you know, done. I'm like, the only time you guys see me break down. Wow. And that's where, you know, my, my prison term started. I went to the glass house for about three days. I've never been incarcerated. Never, you know, like, yeah. although I had this, like, lifestyle, um, I n- never stepped in a jail cell, never, never nothing, yeah. didn't even ever get a ticket. Mm-hmm. Um, I go to my first hearing, and um, the social worker was there. She went to my first hearing, which I found strange, but she's like, I just wanted to tell you that... Um, your kids, um, the the father's picking up your three kids, and I don't know who to give your oldest daughter to, because um, my both of my brothers said that they would take her. Okay. She's like, your older brother or the second oldest? And I said, she's like, you have to pick. And I told her, you could pick for me. I, I'm like, I know my daughter's going to be fine, either or. She's like, okay. And the other thing I wanted to tell you that I spoke to, you know, like family members and friends and 
you know, they all said that you're a good mother. So your case has nothing to do with, you know, with like child services. How you're raising the kids. Yeah. That's, that's or, okay. So she's like, so we're not opening a case. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, thank God. Yeah. You know, she's like, we're not opening no charges. We're not opening a case. Like, as soon as they go, like, this is closed, you know? And I remember I asked her, so what happens when I get out? Like, do I have to go to court and fight for my children? She's like, nope. She's like, you're not losing custody or anything. She's like, your wow. children are your children. When you come out, she's like, unless the father wants to give you a hard time, then. Or like custody battle yeah. or something? Okay. But she said, no, like, you're not losing your children. You're not in here because of them. You know, separate, so. So that was that. So, yeah, I was like, I think that was, like, my main thing. Like, I'm going to lose my children. I'm going to, like, you know, yeah. like, just lose my parental rights. Like, you know, going thinking about going down that road was, like, how am I going to do that? Mm-hmm. Um, and you knew that road better than anybody. Yeah. Yes. So when I went to my first hearing, they are like, hitting me with, like, 25 to life. What, what was the charge? Um... Was it aiding and abetting? That's what I assumed it was. Kidnap. Oh, my God. They hit you with that. It huh? was, uh, they charged me for kidnap. They were charging me for, like, robbery with a gun. What? Um, It was, like, just, I'm just, like, my, my bill was a million dollars. Yeah, that was a good, that's a real crime. Yeah. What happened when you first found out, like, when they first told you what you were, like, how did you feel or what happened when you, they first told you? I was just, like, like, no way, like. There's just no way, yeah. you know, like I didn't even do it, you know, like there's yeah. just, just no way. Um, when I first, when they first took me to, to the, um, like to the little room where like you have to wait for like the bus to pick you up. I remember the phones were free. Um, I called my best friend and she's like, what happened? You know, and I'm just like, oh, you know, like they got me, you know, I tell her and she's <laughs> like, what? And she like starts bawling, and I'm like, "Calm down, it's gonna be okay," you know. And I told her, "The most they could give me is like five years," you know. I'm like still yeah. thinking, like, "How much time am I gonna do for this?" Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, "The most they could give me is like five years." Like, and even that's a lot. You saying that, and it sounds like even five, you would have taken it well. Yeah. But that takes a lot of fucking like brain power to process that. That's, a, uh, yeah, that's still um, a long time. Even if they would have gave you five, that would have been, a, you know. I'm just like, I'm just gonna like, calm down. Fuck she's it. like bawling out of control on the phone. I'm just like, calm down. It's gonna be okay. And she's like, oh my gosh, instead of me like comforting you, you're comforting yeah. me. And I'm just like, it's gonna be okay. Right. Um, so then finally, you know, I go to, so every hearing is like either every month or every two months. Mm-hmm. And well, it's looking like they want to give me like 25 to life at the beginning. And I'm just like, they're crazy. Like, that's all I could think. That's, like, yeah. crazy, 25. Like, I didn't even do anything. Yeah. Um. So now I'm like in county jail and I'm just like, like, what the hell is this? Right. Um, 20 years old. At 20 years old. And yeah. Um, luckily, I remember the first nights, you know, like you have to go through reception and it's like, there's like a bunch of girls and some of them you could tell are like super high and they're just like kicking and I'm just like, oh my gosh, like what's going on here? This shit is horrible. Mm-hmm. So this is a whole new, like, so I understand, is this like a whole new building or where is this like a different level in like county jails or like where is this at where, where the females go? So, um, they take us to Lingwood. 
that's like the girls' jail. Mm. Um, so you go through reception, and reception takes like until like they see like where they're gonna locate you. Like mm-hmm. I think depending on like what you're looking at or what your charges are at is where they're gonna like locate you. Mm-hmm. But you go through reception, and reception's like three days. You know, you're like in this dorm living. So there's like little rooms, but there's like two. So they're called pods and it's two people to a room. Right. Uh, they like open the doors and like, all right, you can shower. You have like certain amount of time. Like I'm talking about five, 10 minutes to take a shower. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I remember like, okay, I have to take a shower. And I'm like, you know, and it's like, you have to like push cold, hot, cold, hot, cold, hot. And I was like, whatever. Like, I just want to take a shower at this point. Like, I don't even care. Yeah. Um, and then they finally like, okay, come on. Like, after like two days, they like take you to where you're going to live permanently until, you know. So I still remember they took me to 3300 and that's like, they called it the mini high power. So it's like girls that are looking at a lot of time. Yeah. So wow. it's like high power and then it's like mini high power. Um. I got placed in a room with like an older lady, mm-hmm. which was super cool because she was like super nice and super, um, she was empathetic, you know, like, it's okay, this mm-hmm. is how it works. And this is how you shop. Uh, you know, like, I don't know. There's yeah, like, girls are the, whole, the yeah, whole world behind there. A whole there, new right? world, you know, that I have to, again, adapt to. And this is what you do. And this is how, you know, like, you got to tell people to put money on your books. And I'm just like, okay, you know. Um, after I get there, two days later, they're like, oh, Velador, because that's how, you know, that's my last name. And once you get locked up, you do not have a first name. Your your name mm-hmm. is your last name, Velador. Mm. Velador, you have a visit. I'm just like, like, who came to visit me? Like, I didn't inform none of my family. Right. Know? I go out, my brother's there. Which one? The second to the oldest. So that's mm-hmm. Omar. The oldest is Frankie, then it's Omar. And I'm just like, oh, you know, so he's like, what happened? Oh, man. And I'm just like, like nothing, you know? He's like, like, what the hell? And I'm just like, I know. So he's like, he starts bawling. And I'm just like, oh. I'm like, don't do this. Mm-hmm. I'm like, don't do this. Mm-hmm. Like, don't. And he just, like, starts bawling. And he's like, what do you need? You need a lawyer. And I'm just like, he's like, I'm going to get you a lawyer. And I'm just like, I don't care. Like, and he's he's bawling. Um, he's like, I'm going to put money in your books. You know, and I'm just like, oh, cool. You know about that. <laughs> um, you know, because none of my family have been to jail, prison. Oh, okay. And that's different. So you're the first. You really are the first to. Um. My dad had, like, a few encounters, but never, like, nothing serious. Like so they time. don't really know, you know? Yeah. What it is, yeah. And he's like, you know, I'm going to do whatever I can. Of course, you know, visits are only 30 minutes. Um, we, um, I leave, and then that's when I start, like, really fighting, fighting my case. So every month, you know, I have to go. And... When I went to preliminary, my brother did get me a pay lawyer. Um, he was able to drop the gun charge because the lady, when I went to go pick up the pink slip, said that I went with a gun. 
um, asking for the pink slip. And my lawyer's like, you have to be honest with me, Evelyn. Did you or did you not have a gun? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I did not have a gun. And I explained to him, like, I was wearing sweats and I was wearing a tight sweater. There's no way in how I had a gun. Mm-hmm. Like, if I had a gun, like, my sweaters are, like, super small. Mm-hmm. And they're like, he's like, are you sure? And I'm like, I'm positive I did not have a gun. Like, I wouldn't lie to you. So when she got on the stand, she said, like, three different types of story. She said that I had jeans. Oh, my God. Then she what? said, like, and then she said that she seen this much. And then she was saying that she seen this much. So my lawyer was like, so what is it? Mm-hmm. This year, did she not? And she was like, I'm 100% sure she had a gun. And in my head, I'm just like, why are you lying? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, what? Like, what's the whole point? I understand your husband, you know, got kidnapped. But I didn't have nothing to do with it. Like, it really wasn't me. Um, so they ended up dropping that charge. The judge was like, um, DA, I'm sure you're going to agree with me. Like, I'm dropping it. So the DA was like, yeah, cool. That's, I mean, that's some type of love, you know? Because what would have been that? 10 years? Extra 10 years or some bullshit like so that? So here's a funny thing, though. After fighting, so I had to pay lawyer, but then once we hit preliminary, like, he pretty much told my brother, I'm sorry, but... I'm not going to charge you another 10000 because what I could do for her, it's the same thing a public defender Underwood. could do for her. Like, you're just wasting your money at this point. I was going to say, and that's basically saying you're going to do time anyway. So yes, at this point, that's pretty much what. Yeah. So here's the funny thing I didn't tell you guys. My boyfriend at that time did not get charged with... <sighs> No. Ah, and it's he funny that you're getting charged with everything. He didn't huh? get charged. He wasn't even a part of my case. So they mind? took him to lineup and nobody could point him out when he's the one who did like the whole crime. That's fucking sad. How does that even happen? Right. What? So it was Did he tell or what the hell? I mean, it's the, there's no paperwork and you know, like sometimes I'm just like, I know how the system works. Like if you're if you're an informant, there's gonna be no trace of you. Like this is what I think. How did you know what happened? Like how can gotcha. how did the detective tell me everything I did? But yet there's like like there's only two people that were there. And I mean, you know, this is just like my hypothesis, my theory that when the guys said, when they went to that house and who, who was here and who kidnapped the guy, the only guy they knew was you. And when they looked up your name, where were you? In jail. So who did they get to first? Got you. And how did they find me? And, right. and even if that wasn't the case, him having supposed to have love for you and knowing that you already have four kids, like, goddamn, you know, like. Man up, do what you do, whatever. So I mean, I get it. It's a grimy, grimy life. That's why we're supposed to stay the fuck out of it, you know? And that's pretty much what my lawyer told me. He said, I'm sorry to tell you, but unfortunately, if this guy comes and, you know, he says what he did, they will let you out. He's like, because you were not the problem and you're not the problem. You're just, you were just like a, one of the fishes in the sea, like, Unfortunately, you got caught up in this big old thing, but you have nothing to do with it. If this guy comes and like says he did it, he did what he did, he's like, you could go home. But unfortunately, because that's not going to happen, he said, it's you and your 
co-defendant and somebody has to go down for the crime. So you're looking at a lot of time. And I was just like, yeah, that's not going to happen. And he even told me like, you don't want to tell. And I'm just like, what difference is it going to make if I tell? Like, yeah, it's a tough. It's a tough. Well, spot I'm not gonna. I mean, when you say what difference, I'm thinking like, yo, like you won't get time, but no, like at this point, because he went to lineup and they didn't point him out. It was pretty much like, what? What can I say? Not only that, my co-defendant actually said, you know what? Like she didn't have nothing to do with it. Oh, did he really? Like he actually like said mm-hmm. she didn't have nothing to do with it. You know, she did give us a ride, but didn't know what was gonna happen. So just the simple fact that they knew I gave them a ride was like, no, that's it. Nah, she knew what was gonna happen. She yeah. wanted to go pick up the pink slip. She was a part of the plan this whole time, and yeah. so then you think about like the facts versus the truth. Right. The facts are gonna show that I was definitely a part of it. The truth, I really wasn't. But when you take it to court and it's like, here, this is we have this evidence. It's yeah. Like, to people that don't know you, don't know nothing. She's guilty. Right. Yeah. I was definitely guilty. It's like, no way am I going to take it to trial. No way. Like, you know, I was just, and I was just tired. Two years of fighting my case. I was just to the point where, like, please just, like, give me whatever you're going to give me. Mm-hmm. 15 years, two strikes. For a deal? That's the first deal? That was the first and only deal they gave me. All right. So, so you took the 15 with two strikes. I that guess. was the end result of that, huh? How'd you, what, what, did you even know what the strikes were at the time? Like what that meant? Like three strikes, you're out type, you know? So I knew that pretty much I, once I would get home, I was walking in the thin line. Mm. Three strikes, you know, yeah. you're out. And I just feel that after waiting for such a long time, for me, it was like, just give me something already. Mm-hmm. Like I'm tired of going to court every month. Give me something. Right. Having to get what time do they wake you up over there? Like two, so three. So the they'll wake you up like around three thirty to four just to go to court. Just to go to court. In the morning? In yeah. the morning. Damn, yeah. I didn't even know it was like that. Yeah. What court were you going to? CCB? Um yes. CCB. Yeah. And I tell people CCB is kinda like it's a notorious court, but then again, it's like a fifty fifty. A lot of people, right, don't they tell you you're gonna get love out of CCB as opposed to Torrance or Norwalk or you know. But for a lot of people, it shit don't work out that way. But CCB is like one of those famous courts that people fucking just. Wow, it is also the biggest court in Los Angeles County. Mm, that's why. There we go. Mm-hmm. The biggest. We have about 15 stories. At CCB, right? Yeah, yeah. I never went to CCB. They used to bus us. You know, when you do a, a like a, when you go out to court and they pick everybody up, you'll stop by at their different courts. Yes. And we went underneath and everything when they opened the gates. You and know? you know, and right now that you're saying that, um, so a lot of girls were like, yeah, you know, this is, you know, they're going to court and they would be happy because they get to ride in the bus <laughs> yeah. with guys. However, right. CCB is the only bus that only takes you to, because there is so big and there's so many girls that go. Mm-hmm. There's no guys that go on our bus. Mm. We go from straight from jail to court and from court to jail. It, I was like, is that many girls that really they yes. y'all take a whole bus? Damn. Mm-hmm. I I wouldn't have pictured it that way, but I guess Linwood is is packed too, right? Yes. So like fucking three two day processing, people sleeping on the floor on mm-hmm. a phone book and shit, trying to get a bunk or something. Yeah, sometimes Damn. it's like that, but I feel now they're a little better with that. But yeah. 
They're okay. just packed. Mm -hmm. Super packed. Man, okay. So so you take these 15. Where do you go to reception or or how do, how do you catch the chain? How does that whole thing work? So then you're so you have to wait um it's I don't know it's this thing where you're like, "Oh, I'm a 1, I'm a 2." And once you turn a 3, it means that you're going to get shipped to prison already. Mm. And honestly, I recall a lot of the girls telling me like, "You know, you know they make prison like this scary thing, but then they also tell you Prison is so much better than jail. Prison oh, is so no, much better no. than county, you know? And I would always be like, I'd rather do my time in county. Then again, I already had two years there. So it's kind of like I'm already familiarized with, yeah. you know, how it works, how, you know, you program. And county is pretty hard because where I was at, we would get lucky if they would pull us out for an hour. Like make your phone calls and, and shower, you know? We would be lucky. It's not a dorm living? It was cell living? It was cell living. Oh, okay. It was cell living. And so there's, I think there's 24. So there's about 48 rooms. That's a lot of fucking rooms. And there's yeah. two girls. So it's the bottom tier and the top tier. And so they program like a tier at a time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, sometimes you better, you better run to that shower if you want to get a shower and make line because it could get shut down at any time. Yeah. Like program, you mean? Yep. TV, the shower, everything. So, you know, and my thing was like, take a shower, take a shower. You know, like, take a shower. <laughs> yeah. Like, that was the thing. You're going to run to the showers. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, it was. I was literally locked in a cell for 23 hours. Damn. For two years. Okay. So, prison was already like, all right, yeah, you had the, you just wanted to stay there because you were used to it, mm -hmm. but you already heard better food, you can order yes, big packages. No, you, it's you, so much better. Yeah. You're going to love it over there. And I'm just like, and you know, and then I would hear like the scary stories. Like, people would be like, no, like prison, like there's so many mean girls, like the lifers are so mean. Mm. And like, you just hear all these crazy stories. And a lot of people would be like, but you know what? You're pretty cool. Like, you'll survive in there. He'll be all right. Damn, to hear that. Yeah, how do I survive? So I'm 22 now, like going mm -hmm. to prison. Um, you go to Chachilla. Um, and they have yards. There's A, B, C, and D. A yard is specifically for um, reception. You okay, know, okay. People are coming in. So you wear orange, like bright orange. Like everyone's wearing orange. That's kind of the same thing for a reception for the males, man. Like oh, it's literally really? same thing. Yeah, you wear orange, and then once they send you wherever, then they give you a little set of blues, you know? You wear orange. Um, because I fought my case for so many years, and I was in, you know, mini high power, I've got to meet a lot of people that were fighting a lot of time and that were already going to prison, you know? Mm -hmm. So when I got to reception... Um, this girl greeted me, you know, that she's giving you your clothes. And she tells me, Yesenia, like, I'm already getting messages, and I just, like, you know, got to the yard. She's like, Yesenia told me to tell you that she loves you, and as soon as you hit the yard, like, she got clothes for you already. And, Damn. You know, and, like and, that, huh? Yes, like that, you know, and that's, you know, like, <laughs> what, hey, with the, with the guys, hey, once you hit the yard, bro, <laughs> you got to do this, you got to do that. That's so different, like such a different world. Yeah, you know, world. and I was just like, oh, thank you, you know, like just, like, you know, like I had so many friends in there that were already like Evelyn's coming up to prison, mm -hmm. like we got her, you know, and I was just like, oh, 
you know, like, like, okay, I could do this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're just like looking at like, whoa, there's like, just like fields and fields and chachilla and fields. Yeah. There's like nothing. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you know, and I'm just thinking like, this is where I'm going to live. Yeah. You know, get off the bus and you're just like, oh, and that bus, it was smelled. It was so long. The, the officers, I don't know what they're called that take you up to prison are like super mean. They're like no. They're notorious. They they're really are. Like, like there's like one in the back, just like no talking, no. Hey, what I say? And you're just like, I'm literally like whispering. Yeah. Like you literally, you're uh-huh. talking, you're whispering. You're just like, I'm just like, please get me mm-hmm. off this bus already. Mm-hmm. Um. So, so it, it, what happened? What and and uh, since one of the yards is is uh, reception, is is it still like a level four, three, two, one type of deal? So Chachilla is a level four prison. I think is, it's three okay. and four. Chachilla I, I is a three and four. But you doesn't matter if your crime was you know not that harsh. You still have to hit Chachilla. A yard. Everyone. Everyone that's gonna go to prison has to hit a yard reception. So, so you don't want to have any debts or nothing, huh? Because they're gonna see you. <laughs> I mean, you have to hit. You have to hit that yard because that's, that's where they're gonna give you your number, your prison number. That's interesting. So anywhere you go, you there's one designated spot you have For to go. For the women, if you're hitting prison, yes, in California, it's Chachilla. And that's not the same for males. No, I think for males, there's like. I think they At go least to seven or eight different prisons. You can go Delano, Wasco. You can go. Um, what's another one? You can go up north, San Quentin. I think all the dudes from Oakland and Sacramento they go to reception in San Quentin. They, it just depends, yeah. But then again, you know the the male population has like way Wait, probably too many yeah probably right. Way, way, right yeah yeah so it's a yard. Um, you wearing orange in county they force you to tuck in your shirt. Mm-hmm. So when I hit um <laughs> when I hit a yard, I was like, tuck it tuck? In, and then yeah. the girls were like, Evelyn, you don't have to tuck in your shirt here. I'm like, what? They're like, you don't have to tuck in your shirt here. And I was like, oh, you know, it was what? like different structure. Right. Um, why is that? Why is that? Yeah. Because it's not as like prison is not as like, hey, you have to wear your shirt tucked in. Like it's not like county. Like it's just. It's just this different type of structure. You don't have to do that. Wow, so it's already easing off. Like just like what that girl told you, like <laughs> yes. jail accounting and prison are way hey, different. Pic- picture it this way. It's like the every yard is its own little village, mm-hmm. basically, right? Like so since you're there and you're living you're literally living there, you see a person eighteen and you'll see them forty years old, you know? Like they've lived their whole lives there. I guess they kinda have to add some level of comfortability, you know? It's not as like rigid as it is county where they don't know who the fuck is who, and they're slapping you in your head. You're just like, get the hell in there. Then, mm-hmm. you know, I must, that has to be part of it, you know? And, well, yeah. And then it's the sheriffs, too, that take care of us. Sheriffs? Yeah. Are these girls or just male sheriffs? Um, no. I always wondered that. Is there there's there's dudes in there? Yeah. As the cops, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and, like, and it's okay. funny because we would like be like, yeah, you could tell this dude just came from the academy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, we would, we would literally be like, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and I feel, I, I don't know. If I'm not mistaken, I know that um, they have to do like certain hours in, you know, like before they become sheriffs in the street. Yeah, I think it's like two years. Any sheriff has had to have served in any of the county jails or something like that before they let them on the street. Yeah, so there's like a lot of young people, you know. I don't know. 
It just depends. It just depends what you get. But um, another thing that I was like, kind of like wowed by was in county, they turn on and off the lights. Like they control that. So in in a yard in reception, there's a switch. You got can you. like turn it on and off. So I remember when I got there, I was like, hey, do you know what time do they turn off the lights? And the girl was like, look at the wall. And I was like, what? Look at the wall. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I was like, what? And she's like, press it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I was literally like, oh, no. I control the light. You know, like just those little things that I was like, oh, like we get to turn on the light mm-hmm. here, you know. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's cool. Um, so there's three different buildings and two of the buildings, this is a thing that like they would talk about the most. It's seven, seven people to like a room. Seven people. Yeah. Instead so of there's like two, right? There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So no, it's eight people to a room. There's four bunk beds and they have their own restroom and yeah, they have their own restroom. What? That's all. That's all the yards. Like the setup, at least more or less. Or is that just reception? Mm, all the yards. All the yards They're live designed. like this. But okay. but the I was in five hundred three, so it's five hundred one, five hundred two, five hundred three, in a yard. So five hundred three um, was the only building that was just like county. So it's like cell living, and it has two bunk beds mm-hmm. in one cell. So receptions, you're gonna do three months. The most you're gonna do in reception. Okay. And I went to that building, which for me was good because it kind of like helped me smooth out my transition. Like I wasn't just put into an environment with like eight different girls, eight different personalities. And I was like, um, so I was in a, um, two, two cell, two cell, um, people. And it was, it was pretty cool for me. Um, I actually knew the girl be- again because I was in there for such a long time. So I see people coming and going, coming yeah. and going. I already was like familiarized with this girl. Um, she was pretty cool. I did, I did three months, and then you could either get shipped somewhere or they'll like um, finally take you to like the real yards. And once you're in the real yard, they're gonna like depending if you're gonna stay there in Chachilla or you're gonna go somewhere else. Luckily for me, um, they had told me that because I, you know, I was a long-termer, that I was gonna have to stay in Chachilla for like a few years before I mm. could like go to another prison. But when I went to go see my counselor, um, she said, um, "Nope, you could go straight to, straight to um, CIW, which okay. was you know closer, closer to home for me." And I was Way like, closer. "I don't have to wait." She's like, "No, it's a thing now. 18 years and up, you have to do a year here." She's like, now you could go. So I was like, yes. They still sent me to D Yard. And D Yard was where like a lot of my friends were. Mm-hmm. The one that had sent me the message. So, you know, like. You landed the with her, right? the okay. Well, I landed in the same yard. Okay. Not in the same building, but in the same yard. So once I got there, you know, clothes, food, makeup. Because, you know, in prison you can have makeup. You so, can, really? Yeah. Okay. I'm talking about like all the makeup you could think of. They even have MAC. They have everything. Yes, yeah, so you know they had Sephora like, in. <laughs> they had Sephora, bro. That's nuts. So it sounds like a sorority. Sororities do that. Like they welcome you with like all this stuff when you when you get your sister, your big sister. Technically, an all girls club, all boys club. Yeah. If you wanted me to be honest with you, so I landed in this room, and once again because 
I fought my case for such a long time, I already know a lot of mm -hmm. the people that are there. And I landed into a room where a person that I already knew, um, she was already there, you know, like she had a year or two there. And she's like, oh, I remember you from county. Like, you know, so she welcomed me in. But there's a lot of girls that, like, really had, like, bad experiences, hard time, you know, because over there they do, like, you have to wake up and you have to scrub walls, scrub the floor, scrub the toilet. Who, by who, who's making you do that? The officers or that's just the culture among the inmates? It's the culture. Wow. Um, if you land into a room, the room belongs to someone automatically. I could tell you that. It belongs to someone. Oh, shit. Whoever is in charge of that room, you're going to go by their rules. So if she likes you to clean the corners, the edges, the, you know, double scrub every day, she's going to make you double scrub every day. Um, she had a routine, like one day you clean, one day we clean, one day, you know, but you had to, I'm talking about clean walls, like the ceiling, like, you know, you in there, wow. you, you get on, on your hands and knees and scrub the floor. Yeah. That's how you clean. That's how you really clean, you know? Mm -hmm. You don't get the 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 mop stick and you clean. No, that's dirty. You get on right. your hands and knees. Yep. Like Superman or something, right? The whole You're dust like, bunnies in the floor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, they're like very... Dust bunnies. Yeah, they're, you Check know... Check underneath your bed, Brian. You might have... Don't, bro. <laughs> and she's just a lifer, so, you know, and she was like super cool. So is that... You think that's at, like more at a respect for the person that they've probably been there forever? Um, and you don't even have to go into details if it's something beyond that, you know what I mean? I don't think, I just feel that it's it's like it becomes a norm, you know? Like okay. when you go into prison and like being clean, like it's a must. Okay. Taking a shower at least two times a day is a must. If not, like the problem, the a per, the person who's in charge of the room is probably going to have a problem with you. You must if you do don't your shower. Best. Yes. Well, shit, goddamn, there's what, eight people in there, you yeah, said? Yeah, there's you eight shower, people. Yeah, you can have a stinky and person in there. Yeah, you know, but um, the first time I went out to the yard and, like, I see, like, everyone, and they're wearing regular clothes. They're not wearing blues, you know, that's, like, the uniform over there. I'm talking about Levi's, Nike's, Jordan's. Oh, like, shit. I'm out in the yard and I'm just like, these people got boom boxes, they're dancing, they're... <laughs> I'm yeah, like, you didn't expect that one up. Yeah. I'm like, that either. you know, Yo, like, what is going on? Like, I'm so confused. Uh huh. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm just looking around and I'm just like, I think I could do this. Oh, you know, man, like, yeah. you know, it did like the people. I'm like, okay, like, so you know, I remember I got, I get, I get on the phone with my brother and I'm like, so I'm like explaining what I'm describing to you guys. I'm describing it to him. I'm like, you know what this is. Like a college living, like that's what Damn. it reminded me of. Like this is a college living environment. Like it's called the school of hard knocks. That's what it's called. <laughs> and you know, and like there's school there. There's you know, like they have everything. Like if you want to get into a trade, if you want to go to college, if you want to finish high school, you know, like you just live there. Like college living. That's so so when you get there, how much time? My fault. No, no go right. ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, how much time did you, when you got there, did you have? And that's taking into account the two years um, you were fighting the so case and all that. Two years, and I did three years in a yard. And then I get to D yard, and I only did a month. In the, and the, before getting transferred out? Yes. Okay, so you didn't even get a chance to get your packages or nothing? Or no, your you're not allowed until you get classified. Okay. That's what, you know, so once you go into like where you're really going to live. Mm -hmm. 
um, they classify you and then that's when they could send you your packages. So I'm there for a month, but you know, I'm good because, you know, my friends gave me clothes, okay. you know, like mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like, okay, you know, like, I welcome. have something, you know, mm-hmm. um, I get to a month later, you know, I get to CIW and honestly, the first time I see this place, dirty, dirty. And all I'm thinking is it looks like I'm in the projects because <laughs> wow. that's what it looks like. That's what it looks like. I'm like, I'm in the projects. <coughs> Way different. Yes, I'm like I'm in living in the projects, and over there they don't have um, the like dorm living where it's like seven, eight people to to a room. Over there is cell living, so two persons to. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, ew. Mm-hmm. Um, but in that bus ride, I once again I made friends, you know, that were already there, like lifers that were there for a very long time. So you know, and it's a small community. Um, CIW, like everyone knows everyone. CIW reminded me literally of high school. It's the best way right. I could describe it. You have you have the the people that that are drug addicts that like to do, you know, drink and party out in the yard. You have the people that are, you know, like the pretty girls, the nerds, you know, the rockers, like you just see like just everybody, really. Yeah. Okay. You're just like like that's literally what it reminded me of. I'm like, okay, I'm like back in high school. Is that because it's a lower level? Um, or? actually, they 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 kind of had like one, two, three, and four. They had a little okay, bit of so everything. So. Um, they say that CIW goes to, um, that the the snitches go to CIW. Oh <laughs> they like have it labeled. The baby cases go to CIW. Um, and baby cases. And what's is, a baby case? Yeah. Baby cases is like anyone that um, had like something to do with a child in their case. Oh man! So yeah, like social service stuff, right? Um, anything like if yeah, anything like if, if your case had anything to do with with a kid, um, you're a baby case. Mm. That's just how it goes. In the and yard. that's a really bad thing. That's a super bad label to have. Girls get definitely beat up for being a baby case. You know, which, once again, depending I on see. what you did. Um, so, you know, CIW was like, okay. Like, it's definitely dirty. There's a lot of dirt. But there is all, there's houses and, like, a park nearby. So I was like, okay, you know. But to me, all that mattered was that I was close to home. I was 40 minutes away from home. You know, like, I was back in Southern California. Mm-hmm. Right. I was like, I could do this. Um. I was like, I guess, you know, this is going to be my home. Um, my release date was October 30th, 2025. That was the release date. And we're in 2020. And we're in yeah. 2023. Right. Um, one of the first things that my mom told me was, I told her, hey, mom, you know, like I could work here. Mind you, they do pay you by the cents. Dang. What's Yeah, what's that look like then? An hour? Like each hour you're getting how much? So it depends. I, the most you can make in prison is a dollar. And that's if you're like a construction worker. And probably a lifer, right? Because they got the best pay numbers because they've been there forever or no? Um, It's just really it's like networking and who you know. Ah, okay. If, mm. You know, if you're cool with someone, hey, you know, like maybe they could give you a job. Um, My mom told me, look, Evelyn, don't work. I'll take care of you. Just go to school. Good shit. That's what she told me. She said, go to school. She said, you know, just do something with your life. And I was just like, all right. 
So um, there's a waiting list for everything in there. But because CIW is smaller, it's a little faster. Um, I enrolled back to high school because I dropped off um, when I was 15, 14. <clears throat> and I had to go back for my GD. So I'm just like, you know, just trying to, to learn everything. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow. You know, like, it's kind of You're back hard. in high school, yeah. <clears throat> Practically, I was back in high school. And, you know, there was sometimes, like, the teacher in there, she did say she was, like, she was very helpful. Like, you could tell she was passionate, you know, about what she did. But she also said, look, you guys are grown women. I'm not here to babysit you guys. Mm-hmm. Whoever wants to learn is going to learn. Whoever doesn't right. want to learn, like, that's on you guys. Right. In prison, everyone has to do something. Um, you have to program. That's what we call it, programming. Whether it's working, <clears throat> going to school, you must be doing something. Mm. You cannot not just not be doing anything unless you have like a disability. Yeah. Um, like some type of chrono or something <clears throat> like that for that? Like you're medically like impaired something. If you don't want to go to school, you better have a, a doctor's notice. Something. This is interesting. So this is like, I, I feel like this relates, and you tell me if I'm wrong, to that to the last episode. Check it out, y'all. With, or with Jared's episode, Ironwood. Ironwood being like that kind of vibe, that same, like if you're not doing it, you're seen as like a, like, yeah. not to be messed up, but like you're trash, like if you're not doing it. So yeah. it, it, like that, like you're not doing nothing, you're not going through programming, you're, you're seen like in the, in the shadows. So no, no, no. What happens there is that if you don't program, Whoever is in charge of wherever you're gonna be at, you're gonna get ridden up. So, so that's coming not from the from the inmates on this one. That's from the cops. Yes. Yeah, so, it's pretty much whoever's in charge. Like, um, say, um, kitchen worker. By the way, when I first got there, I they threw me into the kitchen, which is like the worst job to ever have. Mm-hmm. There's um, no hustles out of the kitchen, though. There's a lot of hustles out of the kitchen. You could sell the food, you could sell the vegetables, right. you could get, you know, there's a lot of hustles. But when you start at the dishwasher, is not okay. the business. When you have to wake up <laughs> at four thirty to go into work, is not the business. And not only that, they have this like super weird schedule at CIW. And if you get the split shift, with which I was lucky enough to get it. And the split shift means that you work four hours in the morning and you work four hours in the evening. So I was there to serve breakfast and I was there to serve dinner. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, that, and yeah. I, that's what my life consisted of. Like, um, I started at the, at the um, washing all the pots and pans, which are a lot to, you know, for the population of a prison. And I have to wash them all. <clears throat> and then, you know, I got upgraded to to the line, which is when they're coming by and you're like... You're giving them. Gotcha. What kind yeah. of food were you got, y'all eating? Like, out of curiosity. You know what? The food wasn't so bad. Um, In the morning, they do serve pancakes. Like, you know, every day, you know, it's a different every thing. Day? Every day is a different okay. thing. But pancakes, to me, were like one of the best things because they're actually handmade. Mm. They're not like something you the just The batter like, and everything? Like, you guys yes, are doing that? Yes, the girls oh, were like... Man. On the on the stoves because they have like big stoves like mm-hmm. rolls, um, eggs. Um, they they would even do like this salsa like um, with tomatoes like um, pico de gallo, 
and like they would throw it in the egg like you know and it's really the girls so there's cooks there but there's girls that are helping them that are inmates yeah and you know they're like could you know the girls could be like hey throw this in there you know and if they're cool like that Hook it up. Hook up a special meal for you guys. Same for dinner. Yes. Damn. Okay. Um. So I did work in the kitchen for about three months until I went to okay to um to school. Um, working in the kitchen was pretty cool because I did get to like make friends with the cooks. So you know, if I would go sometimes to get and be like, hey, can I have an extra meal? Can I have extra this? And you know, like they would hook it up. <laughs> so you know that that was cool. And then you made friends also there that still worked there. So you know, yeah. if you asked, hey, it's me, I would like tell them, and they would like. Put more yeah, extra stuff already. on the <laughs> uh-huh. <clears throat> um, Yeah, but I went back to school, and it took me about two years to get it, but I got it. That's to great. Get your, your high school diploma GD. or GD? Nice. Congratulations. Congrats, man. Congratulations. Because um, you know as well as I do, there's a lot of people in there that just refuse to even get that. When you're right. already in there, you might as well. You I know? was like, you know, I was just like, math was like definitely my, my hardest subject, mm-hmm. but I was like, I have to do it. Um, I got my GED, and then after you know you're done with that, you're because you're already in school, you're able to like, what do you want to do? And they have a lot of vocational like things. trainings. Yeah, okay. training. So I went for um, it's called technology services, and you get certified in like Word, Excel, PowerPoint. Nice. You know? I love that. Yeah. So that's what I did next. Um, I was there um, the last few years while I was incarcerated. Um, but they also have college. So my friends would be like, Evelyn, like you need to go to college. Mm-hmm. And I would be like, no, it's not for me. That's so cool though that you have that kind of like those people next to you really telling you, yo, you gotta go to college. Like Seriously, man. that that's even out here is hard to find. Like supportive people Instead like of that. Instead being on drugs or something, right? Or trying to push that, they're telling you to go to college. Like that's badass to have somebody on your team like that. You know what I mean? Oh no, yeah, and it's like and there's so many like genuine people that you make that mm-hmm. you meet in there, like from all walks of life, all ethnicities. Like I have friends, I'm just like like my friends are just be like, that's your friend, you know? And like mm-hmm. I have so many friends that I made while I was in prison. And I'm talking about lifers that got out that, you know, got they went aboard and, you know, they, they told them, Yes, you know, you deserve to be out there. And you know, and I still have a lot of friends that are still in there, you know, and and that are like, you know, fighting their cases or you know, been in there for more than ten years, twelve years. Um Still trying to, you know, like get out. Um, so I ended up going to college. And I was just like, this is not for me. You know, I don't know how or why. I just didn't think it was for me. I'm glad you said that because that was going to be my next question. Like, <laughs> why not? You know, but okay. It's just something didn't click um, at that moment. Yeah, I was just like, like school, like, yeah. Like, I was done, you know, like there. I completed my GED. I'm done. I did. I got a few certifications. Like I'm done. Mm. Um, How many years did you have in at this point in total? So, in total, okay. When I got my GED, I had about five years in already. Got okay. And when I went to college, seven years in. So it took you two years to to finally join. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, finally. So I joined in 2019. I was okay. like, all right. And, you know, this is because all my friends are like, come on, come on, come on. And and it, even then, like, enrolling into college is kind of like a lottery. Like, 
only few certain get chosen. Right. And I didn't even know that. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, they can. So they do cohorts. Uh, and, you know, like this cohort, you know, next cohort, like you'll be the first one pretty much. Um, and this was the first cohort that they were doing a double major, which was um, psychology and sociology. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm in. Um, first semester, by the way, the professors go in to present and teach you. Oh, that's nice. Okay. Um, that's so cool. So I'm taking four classes my first semester. I'm just like, how am I going to do That's a lot. This? I tip my hat to you. That's a lot. First semester, not knowing what college is, not knowing what a syllabus is, not knowing anything. That's a lot. Yeah. Very true. Like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. My roommate at that time, she, we both got chosen for the cohort, so we were all in the same classes together. So that was pretty cool, you know, because we would help each other. Um, and I was just like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Help each other. Hence, help each other. But I was just like, I have no clue how I'm going to do this. Oh. And this is my first time, you know, like attempting like college level mm-hmm. classes. And by the end of the semester, if I tell you I was surprised, I was surprised. I was shocked. Straight A's, four Straight A's. Damn, that's dope. And I was just like, sound effect. And you know what? I was just like, like I did that. Like, and even then, it's just like I don't know how I did it. Right. You know, um, I was just like, wow, like, okay, you know, then really like, okay, I could do this. Um, Second semester, in the middle of it, pandemic hits. Oh right! Wow, I forgot all about that. That good old pandemic. Real quick question before you get in, go into that. I'm thinking this whole time because I'm thinking about prison politics, fights, things of that sort. What is any of that going on? Because it seems like think, such a know, happy place a to me. Yeah. Like, So there's definitely a lot of that going on. Oh, there, okay. There's fights. There's people getting caught with drugs. People getting caught with cell phones. Which, by the way, I did have a cell phone in prison and I also got caught with one. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, that's... Um, yes, there's... Everything that there's out here, it's in there too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just the hard reality. Um, and sometimes I say like, I, it's probably worse there in prison than it is out there, mm-hmm. because you could get your hands on everything. Yeah. Um, there's definitely you know the dope dealers, the hustlers. Uh, there's everything in the yard. Me personally, I was. Like, I'm walking a straight line. Like, you know, Great, yeah. I didn't, like, if I learned something in prison is that, like, I kind of like, you know, it was kind of like a street, a street code, like, you mind your own business. Like, that's how I was. Like, I don't care what the next person is doing. I don't care what my neighbor's doing. Like, they get into fights, you know, like, and most of the fights in there, kid me not, are girlfriend related. No way. Mm, that's another topic in itself. <laughs> yeah. It's really, it's girlfriend related. Like, oh, you're talking Is there about a lot of that? There's a Dude, lot there's of that. There's a lot of that, huh? There's a lot of that. If girls go in there straight, more than likely they're going to come out not being straight. Whoa. And I have a few of my friends actually that were like super straight. They're like, no, you know, like, and they went to prison. And when they came out, they don't mess with dudes no more. No so, more. No more. They're like, hey, I always wonder, does that happen naturally or is it like, you know, one of the girls that's just like forcing up 
Like, I'm curious about that. Honestly, That's what the way the movies portray it. I'm just saying. No, right? honestly, I feel that in prison, it's a trend. There you go. It's a trend. It's a trend. Like, it's the thing. Like, you have a girlfriend or girls that are, like, girly girls become, like, tomboyish mm -hmm. because apparently girls that become tomboyish in prison get more attention. So, you know, like... And it's a survival thing. I've seen a lot of girls that become boys, like literally will cut their hair off. And once they leave prison, they're girls again. They're back. Yeah. And we're just like, girl. See, <laughs> I, I never would have known or yeah. pictured something like that or even thought that's the get down. You know, I just, that's nuts to think about it. What about, uh, this is another pretty sensitive one. What about relationships with uh, inmates and cops? Is oh, that, man, that's a good one. I've always wondered that too. Um, there's that too. Um, How does that go? However, um, <clears throat> like it was funny because you would hear a lot like, oh, this girl's messing with this cop. And you're just like, mm -hmm. like you could tell. Um, how do you, you, how can tell. you tell? Do they get special, an extra fucking tray? Or so yeah, right. say the officer is and, like, and real quick, just general, you know, in case, it, no. I don't know if that stuff's still going on. You don't um, want to. No, expose, it's not going okay. on. And I'm going to tell you why it's not going okay. on. Um, like say you know we used to we used to like make fun of these girls where like an officer's working like in a building that mm -hmm. they don't even live and you will see them like go over there and just like talk to them like he would like just let them in and we're just like they're obvious oh, shit. you know like we would be like they're obvious you know like you could just you could just tell mm -hmm. like they do not know how to like keep it low keep key. it low key <laughs> like we would always say and then later on you're like oh he got walked off and we're like oh, okay I wonder why got you walked know? off how. Oh, like, like he got fired. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, that's where like, oh, did you hear he got walked off? Like, that's when you know, like, oh, he got out. Um. Now they have body camps, and CIW was the only prison that didn't have cameras in the yards. We did not have Damn, no cameras. Damn, that sounds like a recipe for disaster, huh? We didn't have no cameras, no nothing. So it was pretty much like, you know, you do whatever you want. Um. The thing I am going to say about, about CIW, too, was that a lot of people ask me this, like, were you, like, just locked in? And I'm like, no. The doors open at 6 in the morning, and the only time you go in is for count, which is 3.30 mm -hmm. to 4.30, and then they open up again, and they don't close till um, 8.45. So, like yard recall and stuff like that, same thing? That, that's... Um, Like, sometimes there could be yard recall, but the doors are pretty much open. Okay. You could be like inside your um, your dorm, like your building, or be outside in the yard, like unless something's going on. What I don't miss is the yard down. So I don't know if you know about yard down. Every time something happens, anything, it could be an emergency, it could be somebody fighting, it could be they sound mm, the alarm. Right, okay. And they say yard, as soon as you hear the alarm, get down on the floor. Mm -hmm. Rain, sun, you get down on the floor. Mm -hmm. CIW has a tendency of putting the yard down like every few minutes. You're just like yard down. So you could be wearing like your good shoes, your good, Doesn't they matter. don't care. I yard see. down. Yeah. Fuck. You, wherever yeah. you're at, just lay the fuck down, huh? You Pro better, you better just sit on the floor. Yeah. I'm learning a lot, man. This whole different, it's a whole different culture. It's different, bro. yeah. That's why some of them, I'm like, I don't, I don't even know. I don't, you know, I don't, I, it's way different. It has to be way different, um, right? No, it's so, definitely way different. You know, they're, 
the way I the way I see it is um, there's no really politicking in prison, although there is some girls you know that politic, but it's really you live whatever life you want to live in prison. Got it. If you want to still keep living that lifestyle, mm-hmm. you can live it in there. If you don't want to, then you're good. No one, no. Good. You don't have like a somebody that just for everybody that calls that no. can tell everybody what to do. Like over there, no. There's definitely like you run your own program. Okay. Unless you want to be involved in like you know, but other than that, mm-hmm. no. Everyone runs their own program. You're able to mix with anybody and everybody. Nobody could tell you anything. No, you can't hang around with that person. I love that, man. I think that's uh, that's one of the things that allows you to experience other fucking people, allows you to grow, allows you to understand that it's not just a little box that you were living in when you got busted. Now you're meeting people from up north, down south, central California, San Diego. You know, and it's even like it's a different that world. Are not even from this country. Like oh, I that met too. people that live in Mexico, live in Colombia, live in um, they're in. What is it, Spain? Oh, shit. Like, you meet, like, all types of people. You're just like... What? You really get, like, a mixture of, like, a whole... Like you definitely yeah, pretty do. much. I, get, you I guess everyone's getting... Like, yeah, for us, I mean, it's... Yeah, anyone that's gotten busted, I guess, pretty much. I'm imagining the feds probably more, because now you're in there across the country with everybody, but... In general, yeah, I guess you could be from anywhere and you get do something stupid in California, you're going to get yeah. sent to the same jail wow. as everybody else, Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, it's it's very interesting. Um, and that is actually one of the things that I, I do mention to people. You know, I'm like, prison is like the best school I could have ever gone to, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, you know, it's, yeah, I went to prison, but it allowed me to, like, meet different, different people from different walks of life, different ethnicities, you know. And it's like, like, I find that, like, I don't think I would have ever, like, been somewhere in a situation or in a place where I was allowed to to just talk and be able to connect with all these types of people. What what about even like the education, right? The the high school diploma, then that led you to college and 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 yeah, so that I kept going to college. Unfortunately, like I said, when um COVID hit, they're trying to do it like um through the mail. Okay. But for me it was a little harder. And then um, I was able to, um, when that happened, it was when, I don't know if you guys heard about like the 60% kicked in, 66% kicked in. Mm -hmm. So um, most people, when you go into um, prison, you get sentenced to, so I got sentenced to 15 years and I got 85%. So that means I'm going to do 85% of my time. But... Um, 85% dropped down to 66%. Mm. So, you know, like my time went a little down. Um, but when 66%, 66%, I'm sure everybody was fucking smiling at that one, huh? When you, after you've been seven, seven years, um, incarcerated, um, you're able to, um, take your, I'm trying to think what it was called. Um, it's like they take this thing away and I'm on, I'm a level zero. Like I have. Um, because of my sentence, I was always like, I had high points, even though like I would behave good and Mm -hmm. I had, you know, good behavior, like no write-ups there still, like you're still a high level. So 66% hit in and I was eligible now to go to fire camp. Oh, they have that. They have fire fire camp for women. women. Um, you know, and once you hit fire camp, 
you get your time cut off to 50%. Mm. Which, by the way, because I was already in college and I also did self-help groups, um, you get time you get time reduced. Um, so for getting my GED, I got six months off. Um, for every class that I passed in college, I got three weeks off. So for a whole semester, I get three months off. Um, and slowly but surely, you know, like my time got, I was just like, yes. As soon as I kept seeing my time, like, you know, go down and I was, mm-hmm. it's like encouraged me to keep going. That's great. Um, and then fire camp, 50% off. I'm like, I'm going for it. Um, it's funny that through all this, like my oldest daughter, she told me, um, make it home for my 15th birthday. I'm just like, how am I going to do that? Uh-huh. No. I'm supposed to get home, um, when she turned, uh, 18. So I was 2025. like, Yes, so I was just like, all right, um, you know, like now by this time, um, 66% kicked in, so I'm like 2024. <clears throat> I'm just like, it's all right, you know, I got this. Um, I'm going to go to fire camp. And the training is brutal, especially, you know, if you don't work out. Is it done right there in Chino? <laughs> yes, yeah. they do the fire camp training And there. in the summer, it's fucking hot out there. And it was summer. Oh, shit, yeah. And... I'm just like, you know, and the coach would tell us, you know, you know, it's not the strongest that survive is, you know, if you're strong mentally, mm-hmm. like if you're strong mentally, you're going to be able to do this. So you have to run a mile in, in nine minutes, which is not that bad. But mm-hmm. when it's like 110 degrees outside, right. um, you just have to do all types of things. I'm just like, yeah, get me out of here. And all I could think of when I'm running and it's so hot, I'm just like this i could do this yeah. 15 i gotta you know like there that's all go. i'm telling myself um unfortunately um for people like me that are not runners like i got bruises in my toes like i'm talking about purple purple nails like Damn. i the um the when it was getting infected and i'm still like trying to do mm. my my training and the um i went to the doctor and the doctor's like no like you have to like you can't do it like, like no um he tells me that i have to wait at least a week because it's not happening Damn. you know i'm just like 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 now it's not up to me and i'm just like okay um so while this is happening um i'm already eligible to go to a cctrp and what a cctrp is is that there's programs where you're still a part of the state like you still have your number but when you have two years to the gate you're able to it's called like a re-entry home and you're able to like transition mm-hmm. you know back into society that's what they help you with um they like give you all the trainings and then they help you like build the resume um interview and f- eventually get a job while you're still there and they'll save 70% of your money. So by the time you go home, wow. you go home, you have something, something, you know, like, you know, to, to fall back. Yeah. Um, you're not just going to get thrown. And of course, that's if you have good behavior, if, um, you know, you're a low level and you're able to, to go to these types of programs. And I was eligible, but because I wanted that 50%, you know, I'm just like, no, I can't do that. Um, it sounds good though. Um, so while I was there, something good happened so they started doing 30 for 30 so every 30 months that you do in you get 30 off 
which is technically 50 percent. And now everyone that is a low level will qualify for this. Mm. So even if I go to a CCTRP, my 50, I was going to get 50%. Yeah. But it was like 30 days, you get 30, you do 30 days, you get 30 days off. 30 days, uh. that's how they were working it at that time. So, you know, with my black toenails, I was like, <laughs> I don't have to do this training anymore. Yeah. Um, I ended up going to a CCTRP. And while, you know, so now I'm going to get transitioned to the real world. Dang. Um, now I've been in, in there for about eight years and a half. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, well, you know, like. You're ready to go home at that point. Yeah. At that point, yeah, it's like I'm ready to go like home. You really want it, yeah. Um, so now, you know, it's like you're back to the streets. But, you know, you wear an ankle monitor, but you're not allowed to, like, go out unless they, like, they, they take you to your doctor's appointments. Like, they take you to wherever you need to go, you're going to get it. Like, you can't go by yourself. Um, so I transitioned into this home and they have like everyday groups, like you just, every day you have to do groups pretty much. Uh-huh. And then, um, I was, there was already someone in there who's actually going to the same college that I used to go. And I know a lot of the girls that are in there already. Um, so I signed up for college. They allow me to sign up for college. So I continued my education while I was in there. Um, yeah, they, like, give you a, a laptop and everything. They set That's you cool. up. So I was doing uh, online college while I was doing, you know, their groups. Um, I was able to continue my education. Um, so the 3430 kept kicking in. You know, I kept doing my college classes. So it brought down my time to um, when with, like, everything um, mm-hmm. this year, you know, well, last year. Um, my outdate, you know, as it kept changing, um, the final, the fi- my final outdate was on Father's Day, June 21st. Wow. Jesus. That's ironic. Yeah. That's Father's know, Day. Right? Dang. So, so you transitioned to this, to this house in what year? This was 2022? That's when you first touched um, at the, at the. No, 2021. So you've been out here for a little while. But not out here because well, you're right. still. Yeah, yeah, they don't. Um, so you can't even. Uh, so for the men, we deal with a lot of them. For the men's program, it's called MCRP. Mm-hmm. They get to come out after three months. They allow them to go job hunt yes. and stuff like that. No, the over here it's way no, different. Okay. Maybe after eight months they'll let you go job hunting. Maybe mm. after eight months, man. Wow. Yes, that's how it is. Yeah, and the guys have cell phones. We don't. So what? you get to see the streets and shit, but you yes. don't get to step out there on your no. own other than like visits. No, it's or, a mean, different um, type of, okay. of prison. You get to have regular clothes sent from home, mm-hmm. you know, but no, you don't get to. You still have to call through the payphone in the program. Okay, visits so, are different? Huh? Are visits visits different? Um, well, I mean, they're not as supervised, um, but yeah, um, you get, and actually you get less time there. In prison, this time for the visit? Yes. Really? In prison, okay. you have from 8 o'clock to 2 o'clock. And over here, That's it was like, okay. like three hours, two hours. Do you guys get that long of visits at that time? I don't know if it's that long. I remember oh. I got like three visits. One of them, it was an hour and a half, maybe two hours max. To the point where you forget. You even like, it gets awkward. You're like, what the fuck do I say now? You know? Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think those are like the first visits. But when you get like okay. frequent visits, you get more like. 
For sure, for sure. I can imagine if like my girl or my baby's mom at the time would show up, I would have definitely uh like had rapport. I would have known what she was doing. I would, you know, you, you're right. Like you can have some type of conversation once they show up a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? it's like okay, you know, um, yeah, because first visits were kind of awkward. Yeah, I, you're like, damn, what do yeah. you do? I've been here forever. You know, how you been? Good. No. <laughs> 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 um, so yeah, so I did transition to to the, you know, it's like a sober living, but you know. Like okay. You're still in prison. You wear an ankle monitor. So since 21, I'm still trying to wrap my head around that. So, so okay. yeah, yeah. 2021. Um, it was like a, it was like June something 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, so then like they're like, all right, Evelyn, you have the, you could go to college. I'm no, they said you could find a job. Like. So after how long? A year after. So point? me personally, so, like. How it works in there is, like, if they see, like, you you have a good behavior, like, so if you go, so they call it faces, you know, they there's, like, okay, lodges, yeah. so you have different lodges, you know, like, you're in the West Lodge, you're in the South Lodge, and how it works is that in order for you to advance, you have the whole staff, like, every person that works in there has the same, whether you, whether you go to the next, yes, that's how it works, whether you go to the next face or not. So just say that somebody has something bad to say yeah, about true, you, man. then like damn, I can imagine. that. Talk about so, like phase up, right? Yeah, that's phase up. That's, that's, that's how yeah. we know, right? It's the phase. Yeah, yeah that's guys, exactly yeah. what it is. Okay. It's exactly exactly how it has mm-hmm. the guys do it, the girls do it too, but a little more complicated. Okay. Um, See, I know my shit too. Guys. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on. Um, so you know, and it's funny because when I got there, like I already kind of knew, like you know, because of my friends, like kind of already knew, like okay like they're gonna see they're gonna pay attention to how much you participate how much you mm-hmm. share how much mm-hmm. like that's the type of thing they want to see so the way i saw it is okay i'm gonna be like i'm gonna ace this program Good. like nice. whatever it has to do i'm gonna do it mm-hmm. so as soon as i got there like does anybody want to read mm-hmm. <laughs> does anybody want to share does anybody want to volunteer does it? Yes. Sign me up for everything. That's good. That's good. For yeah. everything, I'm gonna do it. Uh huh. So you know, it was you know, it was kind of like messed up because there's girls that were there already for a year and still haven't faced up. I was there for about six, seven months. Evelyn, like you're facing up, like you know, mm-hmm. and they're all looking at me, and I'm just like, I didn't ask to get faced up. You know? Yeah. You you did it with your actions, right? You know, you, I you did. Proved, I'm sorry, yeah. I didn't ask. And you know, and the crazy thing is that, so you could go job hunting. No, I don't want to. What do you want to do? I want to finish my education because once I get to the real world, it's gonna be harder for me to finish it. I agree. So I was taking five classes, and they said, That's okay, what, fourteen units, fifteen units. Um, I was taking like eighteen units at one time because I would fast track some classes. So they Not told me, okay, man. Evelyn, because you don't want a job. They're like you're like a special case. What school are you doing this through? Um, excuse me. What school are you doing it through? So it's um community college. Um, okay. It's still a community college, you know. Mm-hmm. So they said, all right, Evelyn, because you know you don't want to find a job, but you just want to like do the education. Then it's only fair that you're allowed to just take it like you're doing a job. So then I got permission to walk to the library. At the campus or so, the local you know, library? No, the, the local library. Okay. The, crazy thing was that they're like okay we're gonna do this as this is your job so where do you think they sent me guys 
they sent me to um, Amistad to do my homework in there. Really? Okay. Am I tripping? Isn't that Amity, basically? The it's Amity, Amistad, where the MCR the guys are at. So where all the guys are at. They send me there to go do my homework. And I'm just like, and they're like, and you better not talk to no guys. And I'm just like, well, I mean, I'm not going to be rude either. Yeah. But, you know, they're all like, don't talk to guys. And I have to go in the bus. So I'm just like, cool. You know, like to me, it's like, it's a little field trip, you know, like. Yes. What was that like for you? Like. You're in back in the real work um, on real yeah, world, like you know. But you know, I have an ankle monitor. And, yeah, you know, I have to go from point A to point B, and that's it. Um, which, which, if you really think about it, you did eight and a half years in there. You, you, it takes a little time to transition. Sometimes we may not like to admit it, but you know, it might serve you as a good thing just to figure it out a little bit. And you know, I, I would like a lot of my friends would tell me like, once you go, you come out here, like you're gonna see like sometimes you might get a little anxiety or you mm-hmm. might. You know, and like being around a lot of people. So I remember like I would be walking or I would be in the bus, like there's like a lot of people, and I would be like, I'll think about it. Do I feel anxiety? And I'm like looking at the people and I'm like, no. Mm. Cool. You know, like Man, I would okay. like question myself, like, yeah. do, like, am I feeling anxiety? And like, what am I feeling? You know, like I just want it. And the only thing I would say that sometimes I would like find it a little trigger was when like I would hear alarms. I'll be like, oh, yeah. yeah. I'll be like, oh. I was like, let's not yard down. Like, it would get me. Or even hearing keys. Because the officers always makes like... you turn away fast. Yeah. And there's this, um, this staff that had, like, her keys here all the time. So, like, she would, like, ring them a lot. And I would tell her, like, you have to carry your keys. And she's like, I'm helping you. <laughs> I'll be like... Yeah. So, the keys, you know, like, that. those were, like, I denoted, like, like triggers, you know? Triggers, yeah. Um, but after... I went a few times to to the guys um, program, and you know I was like, they would be like, the guys don't try to get at you, the guys don't, and I would, and you know, and I would tell them honestly, they don't. I'm like kind of getting offended now by this time, you know. I would tell them, mm-hmm. and they would be like, really, and I and I told them it's because I feel that it's the way you carry yourself. If you're gonna go in there like, you know, trying to look, then of course they're gonna be like, okay, you know, and they're gonna approach right. you that way. But when I'm not. Like, you know, if they talk to me, like, I'm polite, mm-hmm. like, hi, how are you doing, you know, and that's it. I'm like, then that's the way they're going to approach Yeah. You. Like, and, you know, and it goes by, by, you know, by ear, you know, word of mouth, like, oh, that girl, you know, she's approachable. Um, but it, no. I'm they, thinking, and they might have thought you worked there or something, no? Oh, like, You're probably actually, the only girl there. You know? Actually, let me tell you guys that a lot of the guys will walk in there mm-hmm. and will be like, excuse me, um, do you, like... Right. And I like, you can't see my ankle monitor and I'm just normal, you know, gotcha. and I'd be like, mm, I don't work here. So later on when they would find out, like, she's not a staff, they're like, trip out. Yeah, and, like, even, um, and even the staff that worked there, like, a lot of them didn't know until, like, I explained, like, what I was doing there. And they would be like, but you don't look like you did time. Like, what are right. you doing here? And I'm like, you know, part of life. Getting it. Yeah, getting, getting it. Where, where are you at right now with your college stuff? Are you finished um, yet? I'm in my last semester. Nice. Congratulations. Oh, and my gosh. And this is gosh. for what? What are you uh, so, pursuing right now? I'm a psychology major. I'll be graduating in May. Congrats, man. Yeah, I'm just like, finally. So now you transition out of the community into... Yeah, so I got released on Father's Day. Um, completely from that spot. Completely. No ankle monitor, nothing. Um, so I did 
um, almost 10 years, nine and a half years. Wow. Um, and I was 20 when I went in, and now I'm 30 and back into society. And I'm just like, you know, mm-hmm. like, can't wait to start my mm-hmm. new life. Um, I walk out the program, and, you know, I had, like, my immediate family. Like, I'm talking about my grandmother, my best friend, my brothers. My little brother lives in Texas. He, like, flew out here, you know. Like, That's so cool. And, you know, and just the way the program, um, like, said goodbye to me you know like the whole staff was there like because you were there a long time yeah like they had to have grown on um you. yes um and like i have everyone's phone numbers the director's phone number you know mm-hmm. anything you need put us as reference Good, um, man. yeah like that's uh another little family i made while i was in there like right. now i have like my prison friends that are actually my family and a lot of them are out here and i still keep communication mm-hmm. with them I'm like, now I have, like, you know, this other network of family, and I have my real family. Right. Um, yes, it was a beautiful goodbye and a beautiful welcome. Correct. Um, so um, I, as soon as I come out, um, before I come out, I already have a job. Damn. Out of the housing program. Um, no, no, not out of the housing. It's funny because they did tell me, like, you wouldn't want a job with us, and I'm just like, I'm sorry. Like, what? I already have a job lined up for me. Um, yes, my brother owns his own company. Okay. So he's like, like, hurry up and get home because, you know, you already, you got to start working. So, um. And congrats to your big bro. Seriously. Like. Sounds like they're doing well. Yeah. Like, congrats to your big bro for, you know. Yeah. You know, and, and that's what I always say. Like, like, really, I feel that one of the reasons why a lot of the girls, like, go back to what they know is because. They don't have that support system. Right. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when you don't have that support system, somebody to back you up, somebody to help you up, like, what are you going to do? You're going to go back to what you used to do. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, luckily for me, like, I, you know, I came home to, like, I already had something waiting for me. Mm-hmm. I had a job. You know, I had a car already. Wow. Um, you know, just love from everyone. Um, moral support. Emotional support, like, how are you doing? How are you feeling? Are you good? Um, so I come home, and I'm just like, like, my block, I'm just like, whoa, like, what happened here, you yeah. know? And I feel like I just, like, jumped right into it. Like, my transition wasn't even like I'm struggling. Um, the only thing I did struggle with, and I would tell my brother, because I do all his paperwork, invoices, payroll, that is such a valuable skill as well that like that's amazing that he plugged you up with not only with just any ordinary job but a job where you actually gaining a solid skill for your right. resume man yes you know? and not only that um so my brother owns a fleet of trucks mm. damn okay so, yes and he also does uh, maintenance on trucks so wow. he has two companies you know he he's has fixing his own car yes he fixes that's his own smart truck. so and he, you know he's always like you know he like gets down and like does his own truck and he's like you he's very like do you want to know what i'm doing and he i'll be like okay so you'll like explain to me and he's like you gotta memorize all these parts so i'm just like you do the invoices like i can't be telling you what i'm doing all the time you know and i'm just like okay oh because you're just that inquisitive you just like you want to know what he's you know So technically he's like you have to memorize all these parts like all the parts oh, because it I'm goes in, hand in hand with yes, the invoice with the invoice okay. i have to put the parts that you know 
what he and what did they do and what did they fix and what the part was and how much yeah. was the cost of the part. You know, so I'm like learning all that. Like, okay, so this part, this part, this truck, this truck. <laughs> this you is know? a rotor, a whatever, a steering wheel. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. You I don't know, know any car parts. But yeah, now um, I'm with you. Yeah, and you know, and like sometimes he's like, okay, this is how you fix it. I'm just like, okay, I know how to fix it. He's like, all right, next time I need you to do that, you're going to do it. Damn. And I'm just like, okay, cool. Like, okay, pass me this and do that. And, um, like, I'm pretty, so it's funny because when they ask, like, so what do you do? I'm like, well, I'm technically, like, personal assistant. Um, I'm, like, accountant. I'm, like, Multiple hats. everything. Yeah. yeah, whatever he wants me to do, like, I'm going to do it. Um, and, yeah, you know, it's it's been, it's cool that um, I'm learning and, he knows, like, um, I'm in school, mm-hmm. so he's like, you know, do your school, and I'm also getting a second job on wow. in March with I don't know if you guys heard of CJL. No, 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 no. CJL, um, CJL, Southern, no. California Justice Leaders. Oh, never mind. And they're okay. a nonprofit. Where are they located? Wow. Um, Out here so, in this area as well. Yes, yeah, they're like kind of everywhere, and what they do is that like they pick they pick a cohort, and if you're picked, they're gonna send you to they're gonna like put you in a nonprofit. So nice, I'm gonna nice. work with um I don't know if you guys heard of Grid. Yes. Yeah. So we I'll work be with working Grid. with We have a Grid. really good relationship. Yeah. With Grid. yeah. Okay, so I'll be working with Grid in March. Congrats, um, man. That's fucking that's so cool. That is cool. Yeah. And you know, like that's my goals. I'm like blessed to have a great support system and my brother pretty much like says, Whatever you wanna do, like yes, I'll help you. Mm. You wanna start your own business, yes, whatever you want. But, you know, I'm just like, you know, I'll slow down. Yeah. Like, I'm still, you know, I'm still, like, figuring it out. Um, he's like, I just want you to know the whole business. Like, have your own business. Right? Yeah. Um, but, I'm, you know, I'm told, I'm like, I think I want my own nonprofit. He's all like, let's do it. So. And I know somebody. Support. I know that's somebody that could support. help out with that. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, I'm just there. He's like, all right. He's all like, let's do it. You know, so I'm just like, okay. So, right now, um. You know, finishing college, I will be transferring to Cal State LA. Um, I'll probably just, just finish it. up to, you know, my bachelor's just because, you know, I, I feel yeah. at this point I'm going to school, not for the degree, but for the love of school and for the love of just, you know, understanding, um, understanding other people. That's why I major in psychology, um, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. just being able to help someone wherever they're at. That's amazing, man. Yeah. That's amazing. That's uh, like those stories that it, it's out. It's it's the best possible outcome for somebody that's formerly incarcerated to get plugged in that way. And not only for that, because a lot of people get plugged in, but they don't take advantage of it, or or they just don't have the tools within them to be able to navigate it. You know what I mean? And luckily, you're blessed to be able to do that. You know what I'm no, saying? No, definitely. You know, and you know, they ask me like, so what? What is your goal? Like, what do you want to do in life? I'm like. I would love to become like a motivational speaker, you know, like just go around and like sharing my mm-hmm. stories, um, targeting, you know, um, teenagers, young adults, you know, like I, I did time, like I went down the wrong road. I did almost 10 years in prison, but like I gained so much more from being in there, you know, mm-hmm. um, I came out with an education, like I came out healed, you know, I know where I went wrong, you know, but it's, it's not about the mistakes you do in life, you know, it's about how you pick up yourself. And, you know, like, mistakes do not define you. 
fuck no. right, yeah. at all yeah and you're already doing it now the motivation motivational speaking through the podcast all that is what you're doing now um before we wrap things up my final can you talk about what happened with your babies with that the kids? was exactly what i wanted to end it real on. quick like, end it off um, on that no and then so the first thing i want to say is that Last month, my daughter turned 15. Wow, you made it. You made it. So I made it to her 15th birthday, just like she asked me to. Mm -hmm. Um, My three children, I'm fighting custody for them right now. Mm -hmm. Because they went with dad, right? And and so it's a tough one, yeah. It's a tough one because dad actually lost custody of them, but they're still with the family. Okay. Got it. So. Um, a little thing I didn't tell you guys was that while I was in there, I know that I was going to have to fight custody for them. So I practically did like everything I know they were going to ask me for parenting classes, anger management. Like I did everything. So when I went to court and I presented all this, they're like, okay, well, you don't have to do anything, but just, you know, like keep like visiting. Stay positive. Yeah. And like your kids. And then like eventually like, yeah, um, I have court again in March and social workers like, like we have no reason to deny you. You know? That's amazing, man. And you talk to the babies and everything, and they're oh, ready. Yes. They're, they're ready. Yeah. Okay. They're ready to come yeah. home, man. And, and just know, too, you know, which I'm sure you've thought about all these angles, it is a transition even for them, you know, because they've been with the people they've been with. It's a whole thing, and um, but I'm just glad that it's working out the way you, you you know, the way you envision it, the way, and you you put in the work for it, too. Does that make sense? Like, it didn't just happen. You didn't just, like you said, you had to, like, proactively go out there and get it to be able to make it happen again, you know? No, definitely, you know. They asked me, like, uh, how did you do it in there? And I'm like, you know, you it's like life out here. You know, you make of life whatever you want it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, it's just that's what it is, you know? If you're, if you're out here, you know, you're going to have your ups and downs. Prison was the same thing for me. Of course, I had my ups and downs, but, you know, it was like my attitude was going to determine my outcome. So it was just like, I'm going to keep going. Right. Got you. Shit. I mean, that was an amazing testimony. Um, again, I want to thank you for, for, you know, whatever. We put out a little post. You reached out. We made it happen. You came through. Um, and again, everybody, thank Evelyn for such an amazing testimony. Honestly. You know? Some few words for some females out there. What yeah. would you want to tell them? Um, what type of females? Any females? Any. I mean, any, I guess. Yeah. Um, or the target that you have yeah, in your head. Exactly. The people you well, want to work with. No, what I, would, what I would say to everyone is that, one, there's nothing impossible in this world. Like, absolutely nothing. You want it, you could get it. There you go. That awesome, part. Let's man. Let's get it, baby. Who said we don't drop gems? Let's get it.